This is Football Nation. Todd DeVries and Bill Enright bring you the latest trends from the NFL. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. All right, hello everybody and welcome to Football Nation where football fans live. NFL, fantasy football, and college football. We discuss it all right here on Football Nation. I'm Bill Enright alongside Todd DeVries. What's going on, Todd? Not much, my man. Another uh, week two coming up here for the preseason in the NFL. And uh, you you pumped or what? You, I mean, this is kind of the weeks, Bill, weeks two and three of the preseason where we actually see some of the starters play for a little bit. We are getting closer and closer and closer to that regular season. But you're right. It is fun to see some of those starting guys, the first string guys on the field a little bit longer. And in the world of college football, Bill, two weeks from tonight, the games begin. Two weeks. game to watch that Thursday night is going to be South Carolina. Jadavian Clowney, Bill, he might be the top pick in the NFL draft next spring. Uh, he, he kicks things off on Thursday night, South Carolina, North Carolina. So we're two weeks out from that, and uh, it's getting close, man. Time is ticking down, and I love it. We also want to thank our producer, Josh Deering, for making the magic happen behind the scenes. What's going on, Josh? Uh, not too much. Happy to be here. Glad that you're with us for another episode of Football Nation. Got a lot to discuss today, Todd. You know, Tom Brady went down with a knee injury yesterday. The entire mainstream media went berserk with the story. And we know Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, is still making headlines down there with uh, his autograph signing controversy. And we got some pretty cool guests today. Carrie Byrne from ColdHeartFootballFacts.com is going to join us. Uh, we'll have Jenny from the Fox Sports Girls. She's a Fox Sports North girl. She'll be calling a little bit later, so you'll definitely want to hear about the road trip she's taken. She's starting off in California, ending in Boston to, to I believe, to go see a New England Patriots preseason game. She's going to take in a Red Sox game, so that's a pretty cool road trip that she's doing with Fox Sports. We're going to have her a little bit later on the show. Plus, you know, Todd, it's fantasy football draft season. We have to help everyone out there with their fantasy football draft. So if you have a question or if you want to discuss some strategy, 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can also email us, radio at footballnation.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at FBallNation. So we we have a lot going on today, uh, Todd. Uh, Always always busy when it comes to football. It never ends. It never sleeps. And August is, uh, man, it's, 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 it's the time of year where hope springs eternal, Bill. Unless your quarterback goes down with an injury. Right? That would be a problem. That's a problem, especially when you got a guy named Tebow as your third string quarterback. <laughs> he actually moves up the moves up the chart. But let's talk about Tom Brady, Bill. You know, Bill, you are a social media maniac. Right? I am. I am as well, but you are the super freak when it comes to social media. You're on top of it all. Why don't you take us through your afternoon yesterday, Bill? when this Tom Brady news broke? Because it was kind of interesting the way that you looked at it. It's So you're right. It is kind of crazy how, how bizarre. I was kind of in the middle of it just from sitting at my house watching TV, you know, working on some stuff on ffchamps.com. I, was, I had the TV on in the background. Uh, it was ESPN's NFL Insider. And, you know, they were going through the daily routine of the latest headlines and what was going on. And then they had an interview with Mike Reese from ESPN Boston, does a great job. Uh, from Patriots and Buccaneers joint practice. And, you know, I, I'm assuming it was a scheduled interview. They didn't have any breaking news headlines or, or, or graphics or anything like that. So it was just a regular scheduled report on on ESPN's uh, – what the hell is the show called? 
NFL Insider. So okay. I'm watching the show, and Reese comes on, and he, you know he's talking about the Patriots practice, and he goes, you know, it's uh, interesting. Tom Brady went down a few plays ago. Uh, the crowd was kind of, uh, um, you know, si- the crowd got silenced. Brady went down with a knee injury. It was the same uh, knee that he injured when he tore his ACL in 2008. He walked over to the sidelines, talked with the coaches, sat out one play, came back into the drill. They were doing some kind of 11-on-11 scrimmage with the Bucks. finished the drill. Then Mike Reese is still reporting. Then Brady went off to the sidelines, walked off the field on his own, and went to the trainer's room. All right, so that let me was stop it. you right there. Let me stop you there. Yeah. So the initial report you saw on the TV was, hey, Brady went down, got back up, played a little bit more. He looks fine. That's right. the initial report That's you it. saw on television. Okay. So he then was down for about five to ten seconds, left the field, came back in, finished the drill, walked off the field under his own power, without a limp, went to the trainer's room. Okay. That was it. That was okay. the initial report. Got it. I knew at the time – that that was the first report. Mike Reese was the first one with that story. It wasn't anywhere else. Uh, it wasn't on Twitter yet. Uh, you know, the various media outlets didn't have it. ESPN was the first one, thanks to Mike Reese being there at camp. And they yeah, because he was physically there at camp right. when it happened, and they were live on TV. So they were, right. they were the first there. Okay, got it. Fifteen minutes goes by, no new reports come out. That right. was it. Now, you got to remember that with, with ESPN, they have the NFL Insiders 3.30, and then 4 o'clock, NFL Live comes on. So Su- Susie Colbert, of course, previews NFL Live, and they say, we'll have more on Tom Brady. Okay. Now, in that 15 minutes, it went from Tom Brady being um, off Fine. the field for one play, coming back into the drill, to Tom Brady leaves practice with a knee injury. So they, that is true. But it's only a partial truth. It's not the whole story. You know, it's only it's only half the facts. They didn't they didn't re, uh, report that he came back in and he looked fine throwing passes down the field. They only reported that he left practice with a knee injury. So that immediately, you know, causes people to panic, causes New England Patriot fans to panic, and rightfully so. That's their star quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It causes fantasy football people to panic because they may have drafted Tom Brady already. Um, in, in their fantasy drafts this week. So instead of just reporting the facts, which we knew was he came back onto the field and completed the drill, they kind of made this whole media circus for no reason, and I just don't understand why they do it. And ESPN did it, NFL Network did it, uh, NBC Sports Network with Roto World did it, and I was really the only one. I quickly wrote an article, I had it up at 4 o'clock, saying that, Brady's knee injury is not serious. There's no need to panic. He'll be day-to-day starting Thursday, and I'm willing to predict that he'll even play in that Friday preseason game. Now, I wrote that article, Todd, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Roto World, ESPN, everyone else didn't confirm that he was going to be fine until 6 o'clock. But if they listened to the initial report, their guy, Mike Reese, was on the scene. If they only just wanted to present the real truth, there wouldn't have been this need this two-hour chaotic mess that they created, I, I don't understand why they do it. It, it upsets the fans. Um, it, it's, I, I don't think it's good for the sport, this overhype, this constant, you know, if it, if it bleeds, it leads. I, just, I never bought into that. I, I don't like that kind of coverage. I don't think it does a service to the fans either. Bill, but this is, these are the times we live in, man. I mean, But it doesn't, it doesn't have to be like that. It doesn't have to be. They make it like that. 
I mean, it's not like if Tom Brady didn't get hurt yesterday, they didn't have anything they were, you know, it's not like they didn't have anything they were going to discuss or talk about. They had a pre-planned outline. They had a, a produced show. If anything, that Brady news makes extra work for all the producers and the writers and the anchors and everybody. So they could have just had it like, oh, you know, Tom Brady got hurt today, but you know what? He's the man. He came right back in, completed the drill. Like, they could have spun it a different way, and instead instead they make it out like he's going to miss the rest of the season. I don't well, know why. They want, you to tune, they want you to tune in so that you need to keep tuning in and keep tuning in until there's some sort of a confirmation. You know, that's... But, but, but I'm saying, if, if Tom Brady goes down yesterday... And you don't think it's just as equally a powerful story as Tom Brady goes down with a knee injury, the same injury, uh, the same knee problem that he tore his ACL in 2008, and he comes back in right away. This guy, it's only practice, and Brady's still in there. It's not like they didn't have anything to talk about. They still had a schedule to follow. It's just that this Brady story came out of nowhere, and that's what they started covering. They could have went right back to covering whatever they were going to cover in the first place. Bill, these are the times we live in, man. I mean, that's not the only story this week that was blown out of proportion. What are some of the other ones? Well, we talked about one on Tuesday on the FF Champs show on Tuesday, the Jamal Charles news. Right. With Kansas that City was another Chiefs. one. Sure. Completely blown up out of proportion. And the other one, you know, that's been making headlines on and on and on is RG3. Right. right? With his little, meet, uh, you know, the press conferences, with him and Mike Shanahan kind of going back and forth with each other. Yeah. Here's the deal. Okay. We in the media, we as fans, we can't have it both ways with these athletes. A lot of us, myself included, get tired of the same old cliches, you know, in, in interviews with athletes where they really don't say anything at all. Right. They're they're trained to not give you any information. They're just robots. And I understand all that, but we get tired of that, right? And then you got the extremes like the Chad Ochocinco's and Terrell Owens, and they get they go too far with it on the other direction, right? But isn't it refreshing when you have a player who actually kind of speaks the truth a little bit? I love it. Okay. I I mean, again, RG3 has kind of, in my view, he's kind of spoken the truth. He's he's kind of given you some some sound bites, and he's not going crazy with things, but he's basically being asked, Bill, you know, are you upset that you're not playing right now? Now, if you're a competitor in any sport or anything in life, I don't care if it's a preseason or not, of course you want to be out there with your teammates, right? Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be sitting on the bench, even if it's preseason and all that. You want to play, so that's basically what he said. I want to play. I, you know, do I agree with the coaches? Not really. I'd, I'd like to be out there. You know, that's basically what he's saying, right? Yep. So what does the media do? They take that and they spin it into some huge brouhaha with Mike Shanahan, and uh, you know, it just kind of goes out of control. So what's going to wind up happening now with a player like RG three? Okay, he's probably going to go over time, whether it's weeks or months or a year or whatever. He's probably going to turn himself into a robot, and, and so he, he doesn't say anything remotely controversial at all, and he'll just become one of the rest of the pack. Right. He'll so you're, he'll learn his lesson from this. You're saying. Yeah, but, I mean, is there really a lesson to be learned? I mean, I guess, you know, it's just such a media firestorm when you're a superstorm like that, or superstar like that, that you've got to, I guess you just got to toe the line and become one of the robots. But, I mean, it's, it just kind of sucks because I don't think he was really saying anything controversial. He was, he was actually answering questions, whereas another quarterback and another superstar and another team would give you a very generic, cliched answer, and they'd move on to the next question, and there would never be a story about it. You know what right. I mean? Right, totally. So no, I'm saying know. learn his lesson, whereas he can't be honest anymore because of, of the backlash that he receives yeah, from, from telling know. the truth. Again, yeah, I, that's 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 where I'm coming from, man. So it's kind of a shame. Um, but, uh, there's no rift between the two of them. Maybe they're not buddy-buddy, right. 
But how many quarterbacks and coaches are truly buddy-buddy in this league? Well, I think, one, Mike Shanahan has the best interest of the team, and Robert Griffin III, I mean, that's his franchise quarterback at heart and at mind. So for him keeping him out of practice, I think he is doing the right thing. But I think, like you said, any athlete wants to be on the field with his teammates, especially in prep- preparation for the upcoming season. So I think RG3 is saying the right thing, too. Neither of them are wrong here. Yeah. But it's just a fact that RG3 is saying, yeah, you know, I'm kind of upset with the coaches that they're keeping me out of practice. That's like, you know, a parent keeping their child, uh, you know, giving them a curfew before midnight or whatever. Yeah, the kid's going to be upset. He wants to go out and have fun. But the parent's still doing the right thing. Of course. Yeah. You know, so it's like. I don't know. And, it's just. It, here's, the, here's the deal. The other day, Bill, I went to uh, ESPN.com. Okay. Yeah. And the lead stories there involved Johnny Manziel, mm-hmm. Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. Tiger Woods, LeBron mm-hmm. James. Those were their top four stories. Actually, there were five stories. There was two on Johnny Manziel. You know, you're going to put the big names. <laughs> Up in headlines because they get the views, they get the you know they get the the audience in. So Bill, when something happens to Tom Brady, who's a megastar, they're gonna blow it out of proportion because it, it drives business. You know, I just feel like the business is already there. You don't need you don't need any extra motivation to visit ESPN, or you don't need any. Ex- I mean, people are already tuning into NFL Live. I don't think. Um, it's that I don't think it's that important to blow things so out of proportion and and ha- just report the facts. Like, don't give us half the facts. Give us all the facts. Tell us the true story. Um, I well, just... I like how I like how like you said the initial report was pretty benign. It was you know it was just kind of like hey he went down but he got up and he played again and he walked off the field. Everything's cool. It's I saw almost... a headline a yeah. couple hours later, Bill. I, I think it was I forget who who it was, but uh, the headline literally the headline on the website was. Brady limps off of field. Right. And that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> so. And what what gets me what gets me even more angry is so I write this article yesterday saying um Tom Brady and you can check out the article on footballnation.com. Uh, I said, you know, Tom Brady is fine, no need to panic. Uh the injury is not serious something like that. Immediately getting ripped on Twitter. One guy says <laughs> one guy <laughs> tweets me he goes, you don't know what you're talking about. I heard there's a helicopter on the field airlifting Tom Brady out of there. Like, are you kidding me? So I, I text my friend who, was, who works up at Gillette, um, our producer for our Patriots show, Kevin. I said, is there, is there a helicopter on the field? Like, is this ridiculous? He's like, I, I haven't heard anything about a helicopter. <laughs> was but, that guy serious? I can't, I can't, he couldn't have been serious, the tweeter. I think he was serious. Really? Come on. Helicopter? But, really? Uh, what, Blackhawk down? I don't I mean, know, what? man. It's just, and... it's just people overreact, and, and, and they get so out of control, and it, and it causes panic, and I don't I don't like that kind of reporting. I'm not, I've never been a fan of that. I've never been a fan of that. Well, I'd, I would rather tell people that, you know what, Brady looked awesome. He came back onto the field after getting hurt. You know, this guy's a machine. I would rather have that kind of story than Tom Brady left the field. We don't know. You know, he, he went to the trainer's room, and, and we're very concerned, and, and the Patriots really aren't going to tell us anything about uh, his health right now. We don't know about the MRI results, and is he going to be okay for week one, and is this when we're going to see Tim Tebow? And it was Tim Tebow's birthday yesterday, and, you know, uh, God gave him a birthday present, and it's like nonstop. It's just so such BS. I can't stand it. It, it really makes me nauseous. Well, that's hey, – here's another guy. How about Johnny Manziel, all offseason, 
right? I mean, the latest story, of course, and we'll get to him a little later in the, in the college segment of the show, but the latest story is obviously about the autograph stuff and how he might yeah. have taken money, and that's that's a legit story, no doubt about it. But how about all the other little stories that were popping up on him? He went to a frat party. He got kicked out. Do, really? I mean, <sighs> do we really care? I mean, honestly, if we had Twitter and iPhones and, you know, all that kind of stuff back in the 80s and 90s. Can you imagine the stuff that would have come out on like Michael Irvin at Miami and Deion Sanders at Florida State? Yeah, crazy. Going to parties and, you know, tweeting, you know, bling bling and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, it would have been it's... out of control, you know. Now, again, we'll get into Johnny Manziel much deeper later in the show. But the, a lot of the stories, half the stories coming out about him weren't stories. No, they're not. But they would him be... taking pictures at a at a casino or him at the Miami Heat game. Like, who cares? I know. Exactly. Well, people do care because they, they talk about it at nauseum, uh, you know, all the all through the offseason. They've got to get the headlines, Bill. you got the big names. You know, there's probably a big giant board at some of these giant corporations. Okay, we got to find a way to talk about Tebow. No matter what's going on, we got to talk about Tebow. Yeah, and I just I don't get that either, man. No matter like, what's going on, we got to put ten minutes on the show about Johnny Menzel. No matter what's going on, Tiger, Tiger, Tigers. You know how many times are we going to hear about Tiger Woods breaking Jack Nicklaus's record? <laughs> I mean, it's been going on for years. Every major is a huge story. Tiger is Woods, this, yeah, get one closer to Jack. It's like I don't care. I don't care about this this story anymore. I know. I I don't get it, man. I just I've never been a fan of that kind of style of reporting. I think it's just overblown and it's overhyped and it. it it's, there's no need for it. There's well, unfortunately, no Bill, you know, and we talked about this on the Tuesday show too, you predicted by next Tuesday we probably will have – and we were talking more from a fantasy perspective, but there probably yeah. will be a major NFL injury to one of these big-time stars. It's oh, just, it's going to happen this weekend in preseason. So when that happens – I guarantee that. I don't make many guarantees. There will be another injury that we're discussing right here on Tuesday. It'll happen but you know what? It's going to be a serious injury, Todd. When yeah. Jeremy Macklin went down, when Dennis Pittman went down, they both had ACL injuries. And that was like an immediate diagnosis. They tore their ACL. They heard a pop in their knee. Doctors confirm. Boom. Done. Not like this speculation of how many games Brady's going to miss and is he going to be okay for the start of the season and will he ever be 100%. I guarantee this. Tom Brady is going to be on that injury report every single week because Bill Belichick doesn't mess around. He, he knows that it's a requirement to put players on the injury report and, and fill that out properly. Brady's going to be on it every week. He was on last year for like a shoulder injury, uh, some phantom injury. So Brady will be on the injury report every week. Uh, for, with a knee injury, you can guarantee that, and he'll probably be questionable. Oh, well, that's how that's how Billy B rolls. That's right, oh, man. He'll yep. put everyone on that list. He doesn't care. It's a mo- he makes a mockery of it, which you know, <laughs> I, I you know that's a whole other conversation. I'd like to hear from some fans if they like this kind of reporting. If they had a heart attack yesterday when when they heard about Tom Brady, if they like being overhyped, if they like being, uh, you know. S- Forced into a panic by ESPN and NFL Network. Give us a call, 855-478-7030. Uh, you can email us, radio at footballnation.com, Twitter, FBallNation. we got uh, a lot of ways that you can reach us. Todd, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, DraftKings.com. They did their kickoff bash for week one. Uh, they just launched a football contest for week one of the NFL season. We're really excited about this because they have over a million dollars in cash prizes, and you and I are both big fantasy football and guys. That's week so. one, by the way, right? Yeah, just week one. It's the week one kickoff bash. Just week one, over a million dollars in guaranteed prizes, and I believe 
there's one tournament that if you make your first deposit, they'll give you a free entry into the $30,000 play action contest where I think the winner gets like 5000 bucks. So it's it, to me, if you're a fantasy football person like, like you and I both are, um, this is a really a, a lot of fun, one. And two, you can make some money. I mean, we're talking about real cash prizes here that you can win at DraftKings.com. Uh, again, first-time deposit, you get a free entry into the $30,000 uh, play-action contest. And there's there's one contest, I think, with a million dollars just in that one contest. That's amazing. That's so, big, you know, they have it going on over there at DraftKings.com. Bucks, That's why man. we like them. And you know what? Another thing, I started playing uh, DraftKings last year, and the, the kind of the cool thing about it, you obviously the, the season-long fantasy leagues are what we're used to, right? But if you go through and you, you play in two, three fantasy leagues, and maybe there's that one guy that you just weren't able to get on your team, you know, like mm-hmm. one guy you just love, the sleeper, but you just weren't able to grab him, you can grab him in the week one stuff, you know, the weekly, the weekly uh, fantasy stuff like DraftKings. Well, know, that's, that's, that's what we—that's what we like about the that weekly fantasy format is you can have a different team every week. Yeah. You know, so that, that's a lot of fun. I mean. If you think about it, Todd, you can have Aaron Rodgers one week, Tom Brady the next week, and, and Drew Brees the following week. Yep. And you can have Aaron Foster, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles. You know, you you can pick the best guys every week, but you have to make sure you stay in that budget. And that, that's the tricky part. You have to stay within, I believe it's a $50,000 budget. So, you know, we'll, we'll get into player budgets in the coming weeks and some strategies. But just for example... Aaron Rodgers is $9,000, $9,700. So you, you can't pick a stud quarterback, stud running back, stud wide receiver. You have to be smart, and that's where we come in. We'll, we'll give you guys some strategy about how you can win these tournaments, but I'm just looking at this $30,000 play action. Guaranteed $30,000 in cash prizes. First place winner, Todd, 5000 bucks. Even the guy that finishes in like 100th still makes money. He wins $15, and it only, and it only costs $2 to enter. So two dollars to enter, and, and if you, you finish in the top one hundred, you're guaranteed. If you finish in the top four thousand, you're guaranteed a profit. I mean, the guy that finishes in four thousandth place gets a dollar back. He wins three bucks. But if you finish in the top one hundred, you're you're making uh, you know eighteen dollars. Not bad. Not you bad, finish man. in the top ten, you got five thousand dollars, fifteen hundred, seven fifty, four twenty five, three hundred dollars for fifth place. Tenth place gets a hundred dollars. Mm. And we're gonna help you guys in. win. We're going to help gonna clean up in this bill. I think we are. I, I wonder if there's like some kind of restrictions where we can't play. Oh, that would be a shame. Yeah, I hope not. We that might would have be to a shame. We, we might have to create some fake usernames. Yes. Yes. Oh. And put it under like your wife's <laughs> account. <laughs> not put a Todd DeVries credit card in there. You got uh, to make a new one up. I uh I've cleaned up in those before, bud. So I I don't know. You, you know, sometimes you can find leagues where you can just clean up. You can really, really bring home some bacon. Yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. So we, we, we discuss strategy on this show, Football Nation, uh, live every Tuesday. Uh, er, excuse me. Football Nation is live every Thursday from 12 to 2 Eastern Standard Time. You can hit us up on demand, iTunes, iHeartRadio. You can listen to the podcast right on footballnation.com. And then, of course, we do our fantasy football show every Tuesday, Fantasy Football Champs. Uh, same time, 12 to 2. And that's really when we're going to discuss fantasy football strategy. We do it a little bit here on this show, especially now that it's draft season. And, and we'll do some in-season stuff with rankings and waiver wire help. But that fantasy football show, if, you, if you're into fantasy football and you're serious, you have to check out ffchamps.com 1. It's only twenty nine ninety five for the for the whole season. You get preseason, you get in-season, 
everything you need when it comes to fantasy football advice and strategy. We have it at ffchamps.com. And then, of course, that Tuesday show is like it's just a bonus because you got one on one interaction with us. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. One-on-one interaction with Todd and I, and we really help people win. Uh, I think we had a couple callers on Tuesday that said, hey, you know, we're, we're FF Champs members. We listened to you guys all last season. Thanks to you, I won my league. And that, that's what we like to hear. We like to hear it, and we hear it a lot, my man. We hear it we a certainly lot. certainly do. That's why we have such a loyal um, subscriber base, you know. They, they keep coming back because the information is second to none. And like you said, the, the expert advice, the one-on-one stuff, no one else offers it. Yeah. Who wouldn't I, want to contact, you know, who wouldn't want a little extra us. time with Bill Enright? During the fall season, right? I'll go one-on-one. There you go. <laughs> We're going to take a quick little break here on Football Nation, but Kerry Byrne from ColdHeartFootballFacts.com is going to join us in the next segment. We're going to discuss what happened with the Vegas prop bets for the Super Bowl once the Tom Brady news hit. Pretty interesting story there. And then also we'll get what's, what's going on at uh, ColdHeartFootballFacts.com Insider. Bill and Todd will be back in just a bit. You're listening to Football Nation on the Football Nation Radio Network. Every football fan has a voice at footballnation.com. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at collegefootballgeek.com. That's who. Collegefootballgeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part? It's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out collegefootballgeek.com. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Click CHFF Insider and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. 
Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. Football Nation, the pulse of NFL fans everywhere. All right, welcome back to Football Nation live on Football Nation Radio Network. 855-478-7030 is the phone number. You can hit us up at FBall Nation on Twitter. And, Todd, we're going to be joined by Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com in just a few seconds here. And, you know, the great thing about Kerry is he really lives the football life, doesn't he? I mean, he does the best tailgates. He does the best statistical analysis. When it comes to when I when I think of a football fan, I think of Kerry Byrne. Uh, yes, the man loves his buffalo wings, right? Yes, he does. He's very very serious about all sorts of tailgating food. He does not use a pro. He does not use a propane grill, Bill. He he frowns upon those of us that might use a propane grill to grill anything, with tailgating or not. He's one of those guys with, that goes with the true char, the true like charcoal grills. He smokes his you know meats. He gets the hottest sauce on his buffalo wings. He knows the right beers to you know match everything up with. And uh, then of course he knows his football stats too, doesn't he? He sure does. I mean, when it comes to statistical insights, I think Kerry is like in a in a league of his own, man. I mean, we'll we'll talk to him in just a little bit, but just how good his stats are. But if you want to know the outcome of football games before they happen, it's kind of like in that Back to the Future scene where, when they have the uh, the World the Sports Almanac and they make all the football bets. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Before they happen. Yeah, yeah. That's what Kerry Byrne does. He's like a, uh, a uh, future. He sees the fu- sees into the future of the world in the NFL. All right, so let's bring on Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Kerry, thanks for joining us. What's going on today? Guys, always a pleasure. How you doing? Doing well there, Kerry. So, uh, you know, we touched on it in the first segment. Tom Brady goes down with an, an injury slash non-injury uh, yesterday. You're up there in Boston. What You know, what's going on up there right now? Well, there's no the media... truth to the rumor that the world actually stopped spinning. It did. With news of the injury. The, the, when it did keep spinning, I'm happy to report. Uh, guys, it was so, uh, and I know Bill, Bill wrote about it on, on Football Nation right after the fact. Guys, it's not the end of the world. Uh, you know, we had the video up, uh, you know, reporting on it. Uh, clearly, you know, Tom Brady injury sounds bad, but it was not a bad injury, but you would have thought it's, it's still here in Boston on an endless loop on the news show. Tom Brady injured, Tom Brady injured, Tom Brady injured. We now know, you know, the uh, MRA rise came back negative, and, you know, he'll be ready to play. Whether he plays this week against the Buccaneers remains to be seen, but uh, he will be playing football soon, folks. So, so Kerry, you know, one of the stories that was coming out of this thing was that Vegas had a reaction to this potential you know, injury with Tom Brady. What, what's going on? They took the the prop bets off the board. Well, for I don't the know Patriots? how many books did it, but I know Bovada suspended their Super Bowl and playoff prop bets in wake of the injuries. I mean, because talk about the power of one individual in football that Vegas sportsbooks actually stopped taking money because they didn't know. What, what this would be, what kind of impact this would have. Now, obviously, uh, it would change every. I mean, it would change everything. The Patriots would go from, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, they're, they're still one of the favorites. And we talked about Tom Brady losing all, you know, his receiving core. And they're still one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year. I think they're third or fourth behind, you know, Denver and San Francisco. Uh, but 
still, you know, one, he goes down, and that, that, that changes that dynamic immediately. The Patriots suddenly far less likely to win a Super Bowl. And, and how about Denver? Probably much more likely to win a Super Bowl with their number one competitor down. So, yeah. I mean, so while the world kept spinning, Todd, for a brief period, at least at one sports book and, and, and some others, uh, they stopped taking money. And that, pretty, that, pretty, that is pretty close to the world, you know, stopping uh, for one player. Pretty, pretty dramatic. I mean, you've got you to gotta, you gotta imagine it, that in the ultimate team sport, it's still one guy, the quarterback, who kind of holds all the cards. Kerry, you're talking about the Vegas prop bets. You know, when it comes to betting and winning your, your football bets week in and week out, what you do at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider is, you know, really different and kind of looks at football in, in a very unique way. Why don't you talk a little bit about what you guys are going to be offering for the 2013 season? Yeah, well, Bill, we're going to be launching very soon our brand-new uh, Cold Hard Football Facts Insider, taking what we've done the last couple of years and really expanding it and taking it to a whole new level. Uh, one, just let me cite one thing I'm, I'm really excited about. Our new statistical big board. These are the leaders in every single stat, all of our quality stats. We're going to have 22 of them this year, 22, 14 last year, 22 quality stats this year. And we're going to track the winners and losers, top to bottom, in every single indicator. So you can see what stats really win and lose NFL games. And one thing I'm really excited about, we know our real quarterback rating. It's our proprietary stat at Cold Art Football Facts. Our real quarterback rating is the most important stat in football. And if you look at the top 102 performances in that indicator last year, wow. those teams went 101 and one last oh. year. The top 102 performances in one single stat. The top 70 went 70 and 0. Talk about you know how the NFL is all about the quarterback. We're going to prove that. We're going to prove what stats are the most important in football. What factors win and lose games, and only that. What factors predict winners and losers in games every week at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. It's pretty. It's pretty exciting. In fact. One of our contributors, uh, Sean Church, who's going to actually cover, we're going to cover that one stat this year, real quarterback rating. When we started going over the data, this new data that will be a Cold Heart Football Facts Insider Bill, he, he wrote to me, I am so excited. I can't <laughs> wait for this season because this, this stat is going to make you look at football in a whole new way, I think. Kerry, talk about the, the real quarterback rating uh, because I remember last year, was it ESPN or somebody? They came out with some sort of stat that kind of sounds the same. What's, what are the differences? Why is the cold hard quality stat for real quarterback rating different than the other ones out there? Well, this is called total quarterback rating, and yeah, uh, we talk we call it, we call it total QBS. Quite frankly, uh, what they do is they they sit in the room and judge who who deserves credit and blame for a particular play, uh, which is all well and good. But as we like to say, the scoreboard doesn't care who's to blame. The scoreboard only cares about results. And, and in fact, I had a, at a Twitter debate uh, yesterday with a guy from Pro Football Focus saying, well, you know, but, you know, if, if a defender had, you know, caught the ball, it really would have been the quarterback's fault. And then he dropped it. I said, yeah, that's fine. But the scoreboard doesn't care. If he caught the ball, that team's chances, if the defender had intercepted a pass, that team's chances of winning increased by 20 percentage points. But he didn't catch it. It doesn't matter. You know, so to me, Assigning credit and blame like ESPN does is, is it's fun. It's good to talk about in certain aspects, but it doesn't matter. What matters are the results. And we look only at the results. We look only at the, the stats, the results of which win and lose games. So in uh, real quarterback rating, it's, it's, just, it's essentially past the rating chart, but takes into account rushing and fumbles and sacks and rushing touchdowns. Uh, all the things that pass the rating does not look at. And it's really a super stat. Last year, if you were better in this indicator, you won 86% of all NFL games. 
Wow. And I just cited that other factor. If you the top 102 performances won all but one game. That's how important this stat is. It's all about that position. You know, football is a complex sport, but statistically speaking, it's very simple. You win when your quarterback plays well, and it's simple as that. And we're going to do that for every stat. You want to know the importance of time of possession, turnovers, interception, uh, rushing yards, uh, rushing yards for a chance, something we call rusher rating, uh, all, our, all our proprietary quality stats. We're going to tell you the correlation of victory of every single one of those indicators every week and all year long. And it's going to help you pick winners and losers on Sunday, Todd. That's really the Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com is our guest here on Football Nation. And, Kerry, we're talking about real quarterback rating. And last year, Mark Sanchez was number 30 out of 32 quarterbacks. And you wrote an article this week, Mark Sanchez wastes no time sucking in 2013. <laughs> What's going on with the Jets? I mean, is Sanchez just, you know, is he going to continue to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the league? Yes. Yeah. I mean, last year, guys, his real quarterback rating was 57.5. 57.5, you can't, I just I, I just showed you the numbers, you can't win with that type of performance week in, week out. So it's a miracle they won six games, a credit to how well their defense played, but, you know, you put a real quarterback on that team, and that's a, that's a Super Bowl contender instantly. And okay, why what, they what stuck is with Sanchez, I, I don't know, I don't know why, and it seems to be Rex Ryan, why he's so committed to a guy who, you know, I know there were those two AFC title games a couple years back, but. I don't know why they're so committed to a guy who can't play quarterback in the NFL. We said last year, guys, we talked about it. That team would be better with Greg McElroy on the field. And quite frankly, the little bit he played, he played better than Mark Sanchez last year. And to me, this is a Smith team. I mean, why not, why not have the rookie give Geno Smith a shot? You know what you got in Sanchez, and it sucks. Yeah. McElroy, if anything, should be, if anything, Sanchez should be the third string quarterback on that team. Kerry, for sake of comparison, all right, you, you just mentioned uh, Sanchez's quarterback rating, right? C- compare that to the Tom Brady's, Aaron Rodgers of the world. I mean, how how far apart are they with the numbers for our audience out there who might not be familiar with what a good quarterback rating is versus a bad one? It's basically close to a, a to a to pa- it's usually slightly below past the Redskins. The numbers will be a little lower, but I can tell you this: RG three and the Redskins led the NFL in real quarterback rating last year with. 99.9 real QB rating, 42 wow. points higher than Montana. Redskins, huh? Okay, I mean, what it comes down to, the key numbers you want to look at are, are average per attempt, and then your touchdown-interception ratio, guys. The Redskins, out of the quarterback position last year, got 31 touchdowns and only 10 total turnovers. Fumbles and sacks, 10 total. 31 touchdowns, 10 total turnovers for the Redskins out of the QB position. The Jets last year, 14 total touchdowns and 28 turnovers. Uh. Right there, I mean, you can't win. You can't win doing that. And if you have a quarterback like Sanchez, it constantly turns the ball over. Bench him. Bench him. Those turnovers, like I said earlier, every single turnover your quarterback commits reduces your chances of winning by 20 percentage points. There's no play more important in sports. You can't win with that guy. And so that's, you know, it's really a vast chasm between Mark Sanchez and a legit quarterback. By the way, we wrote about this. Tim Tebow's real quarterback rating. People dismiss those rushing yards, and I know he's not accurate, but if you include his rushing yards, guys, and his, his very low turnover rate, his career real quarterback rating is 81. Would have been 14th in the NFL last year. Tim Tebow. Because those, those yards count. Those yards he rushes for adds up. Those, that low turnover rate matters. Those rushing touchdowns matter. So he's a guy who we know he can't pass the football at a high level, but he is more effective than people give him credit for because, he produces a lot of yards on the ground. It doesn't turn the ball over. And that, 
and almost any team in football, you know, half the teams in football last year would have been better, statistically speaking, with Tim Tebow at quarterback. Mm. Well, we're going to get a chance to see a lot more Tebow again, probably uh, in the third in the uh, preseason game. You know, yeah. with Brady probably not playing. We saw a lot of Tebow last week when Ryan Mallett went down. I don't know, Kerry. I think uh, Mr. Tebow. Maybe he could help the Jets. Maybe he could help a few other uh, bottom feeders, but. Not the Patriots. No, no, no. Hey, you know the irony, guys, is that there's no room. And I, I'm a Tebow guy. I do think he's more productive and more efficient than people give him credit for. I don't think that. I know that for an empirical fact. That's not a debate. He is more effective than people give him credit for. But there's no room for him in the NFL, and not you know the no fun league guys. There's, you know, uh, it's, it's not a style. It's not a style of football that accepts how he plays. That is necessarily conducive to how he plays. And at the end of the day, he still doesn't pass the ball at a high level, which you really need in the NFL, but he's a fun player to watch, and I, I, don't, think, I don't think he's going to be on a roster this year, quite frankly, even though it seemed like the Jets would be so much better off with, with him instead of Sanchez. Well, I think, the, I think the Patriots keep Tebow on the roster, but we'll so? see when it comes to week one. Carrie, I want to go back to the Jets for a second, because their offensive coordinator, Marty Morningweg, says that he wants the Jets to be a pass-first offense, and I know you believe that in order to succeed in the NFL, you have to pass the football but if you're not good at passing the football, do you still have to do it? Well, you, you have to be good at it. <laughs> That's the problem. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I mean, listen, you know, when, they, when he was with the Eagles the last, what, five, six years, uh, maybe yeah. longer than that now, eight years, uh, you know, they were a pass for his team. In fact, if anything, Morning Wake's Eagles pass the ball too often. They were too unbalanced. You do need balance in the NFL, but you need to pass effectively, and I don't, I don't know how the Jets do that with Sanchez, and I, that's why I think, I mean, you know they can't pass the ball effectively with Sanchez. That's why I think if that's what he wants, if that's what he wants the Jets to become under his tutelage, he needs an answer to quarterback. And, then, you know, that to me says Geno Smith. I don't know I don't know why you wouldn't give him a shot. And like I said, even McElroy, people, people say, oh, McElroy, you know, who the hell is he? Well, you know what? He put up what it's worth, big numbers in college. He put up legit big-time numbers in the SEC. He won a, he won a national title in the SEC. And I know he played with Alabama with a great defense, but his numbers were spectacular. I'd love to see him get a legit shot. I mean, that's a guy who could probably play in the NFL, certainly at a higher level than Sanchez. And, you know, Geno Smith remains, remains, you know, obviously a wild card. We don't know. But there are options there, and those options, those options for Morningwood are not Mark Sanchez, that's clear. Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. We are excited for that Cold Hard Football Facts Insider launch, Kerry. We're really looking forward Guys, to it. Guys, there's got to be some spectacular data that comes out of it. We've already started tweeting it out at Football Facts. So follow us on Facebook, you know, the Cold Hard Football Facts page on Facebook. Start tweeting out some of the findings as we get ready to launch Insider. But if you're a stat junkie, if you're a football fan, if you want to know what wins and loses games, guys, it's really like, like I, I'm literally getting excited, excited looking at some of the new stats and data. We're going to have Cold Heart Football Facts Insider. We're getting just as excited. And as Carrie said, you can follow him on Twitter, at Football Facts. And you can find all his good statistical analysis at coldheartfootballfacts.com. Uh, sign up for the Insider Package. Carrie, we appreciate you coming on, and we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, gentlemen. Keep up the great work. Love the show. There he is, Bill. The man. You know, it's just, like, amazing how much – how accurate he is with these, you know, with these different statistical things that that he came up with. It's not like, you know, he went out on the internet and found all these different uh, matrices and, and mathematical formulas that the Vegas, you know, wise guys were using. You know, this is all his stuff. It's proprietary. 
it's a proprietary to yeah, carry. It's, and it's, it's just the other really, way around, really... Bill. I mean, he's come up with these proprietary stats, and other people are trying to imitate them. Right. Know? And yeah. uh, his record speaks for himself. Check out coldhardfootballfacts.com. He's got all the stats on there. It's unbelievable. Um, he's kind of like a rain man, too, Bill, when it comes to, like, history. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't just know the stats from this year or last year. He goes back to, like, when they were playing with leather helmets. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, he, he's a, a walking encyclopedia he of sure knowledge. Is. You and I have had, uh, you know, shared up a few beers with him at some bars and restaurants and dinners. Yeah. And he just goes, his knowledge is ridiculous. You learn a lot. You got to be like a sponge when you're sitting around, Carrie, because you got to soak it all up. You better know your stuff, too, because, you know, he'll argue he'll put, anything. Yeah, he'll put you in your place real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for him, the numbers back him up. Yep. You know, what, what can you say to a guy like, like like he mentioned Tim Tebow? And whether or not we agree or disagree, I mean, the stats show that last year all the quarterbacks in the NFL or 14 out of the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL were worse than Tim Tebow's real quarterback rating when he took the Broncos to the playoffs that year and they lost to the Patriots in the divisional round. Like, you, you can't argue against that. It's a fact. So, you know, but I, I do think – I was surprised to hear him say that. He doesn't think Tebow's going to – make the Patriots roster this year. What are they going to do with him, Bill? I mean, I, he, he might or might not make the roster, but, I mean, what's he going to do for that team? Sell jerseys. They don't Sell need jerseys. They're the second – did you see Forbes.com? The yeah, Patriots yeah, were the it. second most valuable franchise like, yeah, you know, after the Cowboys. They don't need jersey sales. Listen, every team needs more money, Todd. I mean, there's no such thing as too much money. So when <laughs> Belichick Te- doesn't have Tebow on the roster for money reasons. No? no? Well, how about this? When Tim Tebow first signed, within an hour of him signing, the New England Patriots sent out an email to all their season ticket holders and everyone that signed up for the newsletters with big Tim Tebow jersey, buy it now in the, in the Patriots pro shop. Like, it was crazy. I've never heard... That's, um, that's, but that's craft. That's the business side of it. Okay. Belichick and? could care less about that. But you don't think the business side matters? At the end of the day, that's what makes the money. So when it comes to time for, for roster cuts here coming up soon, Belichick, if he doesn't have something for Tebow, if he has no reason to keep Tebow, he's going to be like, well, we got to keep him because we got to sell a few extra jerseys. What team only carries two quarterbacks? They carry Most teams carry three quarterbacks. So they got Tom Brady, they got Ryan Mallett, Tim Tebow's the third guy. I hear you. I'm just saying that they're not keeping him for business. They're keeping him because he's going to help the team or not help the team. Okay. So Kerry says if Kerry says they're going to cut him, then who? Then to your point, then who is the QB three? There is none. Yeah. They, so maybe that's why Ryan I think what you're trying year. to say is he's probably going to make the roster because he's their QB three, right? And he makes some money. <laughs> Dude, well, to, to your defense, they do have to you know fill the gap for all those Aaron Hernandez jerseys that they had to return. They got to replace those with somebody else, right? I, I've never seen a team make an announcement that the new player's jersey's on sale when he's the third quarterback on the depth chart. That's unheard of. You send a you send a, a newsletter to your fans that his jersey's now on sale an hour after he signs with the team. He's yeah. the third string quarterback. What else but, is behind that reasoning? Well, Bill, again, it's not like. They signed him, and Bill Belichick got on the phone with Kraft and said, "Hey, we signed Tebow. Let's make sure we get an email out ASAP. We got it. We got to sell those jerseys now." He, Bill, he, Bill doesn't care. Belichick doesn't care. Kraft, the the business side, of course they care. They're going to sell a lot of jerseys. Belichick could care less. Uh, all I'm saying is the business stuff matters. It does. If they're worth two billion dollars, why Bill, wouldn't they want to work? If Tebow had gone to the Jaguars, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe the owner could go to the head coach or GM and say, "Look, you know, let's try to keep Tebow on the team. We we need some PR help. We need some uh, 
additional revenue here. Maybe that would your argument would fly on the Jags. Patriots, not so much. Tom Brady jerseys, I mean, come on. Come on, it's Bill, it's Bill Belichick. It's the top dog. It's the, the godfather of uh, NFL football coaches. He doesn't answer to anyone. If the guy's going to help man. his team. Everyone has a boss. Ugh. They do. I bet Bill, Jel- Bill Belichick was pretty pissed off when he saw that email, too. Exactly. That's my point. Yeah, but they yeah, still he's did pissed it. off because he's probably like, yeah, I might wind up cutting the guy in a few weeks, and here we are. They're not cutting jerseys. him. They're not. They're not. I'm it's saying when, when they sent the email out him two months ago, oh, you know, uh, before he had Tebow in camp, you know, who knows? I don't know. Well, w- whether we like it or not, we're going to see a lot more of Tebow this week. Yeah, you know, I don't think Brady's going to play this week. Do you think? I mean, there's no point. I think he is. I think Brady's going to play in the preseason game? Tomorrow night, yeah. For, well, we're recording this on Thursday. I think he's going to be in action on on, to, on Friday night. Sure All right. do. Yeah. All right. And I'm excited to see it because I want to see Dobson, I want to see Kembrel Tompkins, and I want to see you know who's getting more reps and who's getting more targets and a lot of fantasy implications for the Patriots tomorrow night. It's hard to judge the wide receivers if Tebow's throwing on the ball. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why I want to. I'm hoping Brady plays, man. I need to uh, you know adjust my rankings based on yeah. based on what I see. And if yeah, Tebow's behind there, it's not going to help. Yeah, he needs like four plastic men, you know, with the like, stretch the arms out. Yeah. Ugh, I was in the stadium, Bill, last week when for the Eagles Patriots game, and uh, right. my nine year old son made a comment, which he actually said, "Hey, Dad, uh, Tebow kind of sucks," and I was like, "Well, <laughs> he does." I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "Well, he can run okay, but he can't throw." And I was like, "Yeah, you're yeah. a pretty smart little boy." <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take a genius, but a nine year old—I mean, that's really saying something. Yeah, and it wasn't like I had been talking to him about Tebow at all, you know. Right. He just got he just watched like the first couple passes at the end of that first half and made his own uh analysis. All right, in the next segment we go from Tim Tebow, a former Heisman Trophy winner, to the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Todd, Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football making headlines. We'll discuss the latest involving his autograph controversy. Plus we're gonna take a look at the best matchups this year in the SEC if you're a college football fan or if you just want to follow some really good incoming NFL prospects you're going to want to tune in to the next segment that's all coming up next on Football Nation Live this is Football Nation win your fantasy league and your trophy too it's FF Champs FF Champs for you news advice rankings and expert advice too FF Champs is for you FFChamps.com, ensuring you win from draft to playoffs. FFChamps.com, extraordinary results for fantasy football dominance. You know who wasn't surprised when the likes of Tom Kaepernick, Alfred Morris, Doug Martin, and RG3 took the NFL by storm last fall? The guys at CollegeFootballGeek.com. That's who. CollegeFootballGeek.com has been the nation's premier college fantasy football strategy and advice site since 2008. We're in the business of identifying fantasy gold at the college level. At collegefootballgeek.com, you can run mock drafts against the mighty CFG computer, customize your own fantasy cheat sheets, tap into our experts for advice, and keep up with the latest player news for all 124 schools. And the best part? It's free to subscribe. So whether you want to dominate your college fantasy football league or if you simply want to get an edge on your NFL fantasy leagues by identifying tomorrow's fantasy stars today, check out 
collegefootballgeek.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. Football Nation, there is no off-season. All right, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill and right, Todd DeVries hanging out with you, talking all things football. And right now we're going to jump in to the world of college football. So if you have any thoughts or opinions, you think Johnny Manziel is a knucklehead, you think he's the man, give us a call, 855-478-7030. And if you're listening on demand, hit us up on Twitter, at FBallNation. And Todd, Johnny Manziel is a guy that last August, way before anyone else was even considering him uh, a quarter, a legit quarterback in college football. You were on his bandwagon pretty early, my man. Maybe one of the first ones. You, you were, you were riding shotgun on that Johnny Manziel bandwagon. Well, we were, but we, it was kind of almost more the system than Johnny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Sumlin, the head coach of Texas A&M, came from Houston, right? At Houston, their offense was just a firework show, just an unbelievable offense. And, you know, we knew that he was going to bring that fun uh, offense over to the SEC, and we were really looking to see who was going to be the guy that was going to run the uh, the whole operation. It turned out to be Johnny Manziel. He wasn't named the starter, Bill, till the middle of August last year. It's crazy. Yeah, so he was named the starter, and then we were kind of sitting back and kind of curious to see what was going to happen. And, uh, well, what happened was he put together a season for the ages, knocked off Alabama. Yeah, at he did. Alabama. And, um, you know, as we got to know a little bit more about Johnny, we saw that he was, uh, you know, he, he wasn't afraid of cameras. He likes the limelight a little bit. Loves and by it. the time the fervor reached, you know, November, and he was the front runner for the Heisman, we kind of knew all about him by then, Bill. And we were kind of wondering number one, is this guy going to, you know, stay out of trouble before the bowl game? Right. right? <laughs> we were like, 
Hmm. Yeah, because they had all that time off, right? Yeah, and the party circuit. And remember, yep. we had the video, the uh, footage of him at uh, on Halloween night when he was in the Scooby Doo outfit with all these hot chicks. Yeah, you know, he seemed to like all that stuff. We're like, oh, it could be interesting over the holidays and New Year's with Johnny Manziel. And he kind of stayed out of the. He, he did an okay job before the bowl game, but then we were like, man, could he last the whole off season? Uh, you know, without uh, becoming the social butterfly and. The off season was a crazy one. Now, again, all the stories, you know, he showed up at a Miami Heat you know, NBA Finals game front row, frat party, getting kicked out. A lot of that stuff was just who cares, you know? Right. I mean, he he's comes from a wealthy family. They have the money to do kind of whatever he wants to do. Uh, yeah, do you want to – if you're a Texas A&M fan, do you want to see him doing all that crazy stuff, making headlines in the off season? No, you don't. But none of it had any teeth, right? But then the autograph thing came down, and that's a legitimate story. <laughs> Because it could it could mean he's ineligible for part or all of the season if they have hard evidence on it. We talked about it last week with Football Nation writer Michael Calabrese, and you know since we talked to to Brees on this stuff, you know some more allegations have come down about more autograph signings with him. I think it brings a total number of alleged signings up to six, right? Yeah. And he signed like forty four hundred items. Oh. Okay. So it's not it's like a lot of you John know, Hancock's. Yeah, it is. And you wonder, why would someone do that? There's so many questions, Bill. There's so yeah, many questions are. on this. Why would you do that without you know getting any sort of compensation? How long does it take to, to sign your name a thousand times, not to I mention 4,400 times? How many times? Per- Just think about it. T- break it down to the minute, Bill. I know you're terrible with math, but how many oh, times can you please. autograph something in a, in I don't a, want in a, a headache. minute? How many times in a minute? 20 uh, times? Yeah, 25? Yeah, sure. If you're going really fast? Yeah. So, you know, he sat there for a long time signing helmets and jerseys and, you know, pictures and all that stuff. So that's one question, right? Right. And then – but the thing is, is they don't have hard evidence of him receiving money. And that's the the smoking gun, right? That's the burden of proof on the NCAA. Right. Without that, there's not much they can go on. Well, there isn't, but – and again – this is such a complex story because the NCAA is all over the place with the punishment that they dish out, right? right? A.J. Green, the star wide receiver for the Bengals, when he was at Georgia, he apparently took some money for just one jersey that he sold. Right? Yeah. And he got a four-game ban. Missed four oh. games for one jersey, okay? Des Bryant, star with the Cowboys when he was at Oklahoma State, he apparently had dinner with Deion Sanders at his house. Right. Which – he, Apparently, you know, there's no money or whatever, but it's kind yeah. of an impro- a quote unquote improper benefit or whatever the hell the NCAA calls it. He lied about it when the NCAA questioned him, and it really wasn't anything illegal, but he lied about it. And then when he told the truth, they gave him a 10 game ban for lying. Right. Crazy. Well, I mean, what? So Des Bryant chirped up this week. Did you see that headline? Yeah, I saw that. Because they were asking him in Dallas, you know, what do you think of this old Johnny Manziel thing? He's like, well, hey, if I got 10 games, <laughs> you know, for having a dinner. And this guy's signing, you know, all this merchandise and who knows what kind of money he got. You know, he's like, yeah, I'd be kind of pissed if he doesn't get banned. Right. He's like, I- I'm not rooting for him to get banned, but, you know, I missed the whole season of my college career for and that, something. And that affected his draft position. You yeah. Know, he, went, he went to what, 22nd, 24th overall to the Dallas Cowboys, I believe. So he yeah. would have been maybe a top 10 pick that totally changes your contract. So... There's so many ways to look at this, but if you're wondering if Johnny's going to play or not, we don't know the answer. I mean, it could go anyway. It could go in any direction. Who knows, right? But, right. But right now, I don't think they have the evidence they need. I don't think so either. And I, so, I don't know if they're going to get it. 
if you watch, I mean, here, so here's what I do. And again, collegefootballgeek.com, one of the sites in the, in the Football Nation family of websites, you know, we do college fantasy football. So obviously people want to know whether to draft Manziel or not because, you know. He's, he's like the, the Aaron Rodgers or the, or the Drew Brees of the college fantasy football yeah, world. absolutely. And we don't have the answer, but all we can do, like you say, Bill, is we look at the facts. The facts are that he is the clear number one in all the practices. He's running all the practices just like he did last year with all the first teamers. They're not given the second string quarterback or the third string quarterback any additional, you know, snaps. So, so it's some, so it's all Johnny with the first team. Yeah, and Bill, this is early. You know, this is this is this isn't game week. Okay, if it's right. game week and you know Johnny, you think Johnny's going to play? You, you put him in there. This is a couple weeks out. Well, this is the time if you want to to put the second string quarterback in to see how he meshes with the ones. They're not even doing that. They're playing Johnny, baby. So that you know that tells me what I need to know at this moment is that they think he's going to be eligible. Right, because otherwise, you know, they would want their second or third string guys. I mean, this season starts in two weeks. They'd want to get those reps in and start get, building some chemistry, but it seems like they're pretty confident that Mintel's not going to get suspended. I mean, and this this story could change in a heartbeat. You know, by the end of this show, it could take a complete 360. Who knows? But right now, that's how I look at it. Now, so we talked about Des, and the NCAA questioned him. So why – what I don't understand is, you know, why were they able to bring Des Bryant in for questioning, right? Right. But they aren't breaking Johnny in. It's because he has all these, you know, crazy lawyers that maybe Des didn't have. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, why doesn't the NCAA bring him in and just give him the business? (laughs) You know? Yeah. (laughs) Sit him down in the room, bring in Uncle Nate. (laughs) Oh, we didn't even talk about him yet. We didn't. I think that's like very, very. (laughs) I mean, if you're Uncle Nate right now, you're you're in a pretty good spot, I think. Well, who's Uncle Nate? Tell the audience who Uncle Nate is. It's a new character in this whole saga. Uncle Nate, I think you you put it the right way, or, or maybe you got it from an ESPN article. Uncle Nate is like the turtle. If you're a fan of Entourage, Uncle Nate is like the turtle or the E for Johnny Manziel. He was a childhood friend, went to high school with him, followed him to Texas A&M, and now is like his business manager, his PR, his publicist, his autograph signing. Yeah, but he's just allegedly. a dude, right? He's, like, he's just a dude. He's like a 19 or 20-year-old dude, right? Oh, yeah. He's nothing special. <laughs> It's not like he has like a business degree from uh, the Wharton School at UPenn. He's just like a regular guy that went to high school, you know, stepped in crap, and is now Johnny Manziel's boy for life, probably. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, you always have to have these other characters in a in a true drama like this, right? Right. I love it. Uncle Nate is how this guy, what this guy goes by. So the apparently, self, if you want to get to Johnny, self-proclaimed nickname, by the way. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to get to Johnny, you got to go through Nate, Uncle Nate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Building that entourage early. That's the way it goes when you're the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, so why doesn't the NCAA bring in Uncle Nate for some questions? Are they allowed to do that? I I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows what the NCAA can or can't do. They they treat every situation completely differently. Talk about a racket, man. Yeah, I mean, you talk about the player punishments we just talked about, how it's different for A.J. Green to Dez to Cam Newton to, to this one. And then you go to the team punishments, you know. Penn State gets, you know, crazy... Uh, bans right. and scholarships and penalties and all sorts of stuff, whether it's right or wrong. But then, you know, the next school, you know, they, they, they wait five years to drop any hammer on, like Miami. They still haven't ruled on the whole Miami thing. Or Ohio it's crazy. State They're all over Terrell the Pryor and the tattoos. Yeah, yeah. They, they find them guilty, but they let them play in the bowl game anyway. Right. It's like, what? You know, 
So yeah, so Terrell Pryor, right? So they find him guilty of all the memorabilia stuff, right? Yep. Before the bowl game, huge bowl game, Sugar Bowl, big ratings, and so they let him play in the bowl game. But they say that the band's going to be next year. So what does Terrell Pryor do after the bowl game? He just goes, goes to the NFL. It's ridiculous. Well, I have no, I have no idea how this is going to play out, uh, honestly. Um, but right now, like I think they're they're set on playing him. And here's the thing: I mean, if they play him, and you know, middle of September, they played two, three games, and then some news comes out that he was, you know, uh, the, you know, the hard evidence comes out, the smoking gum comes out, then yeah. A&M has to forfeit those games. So that, you know, <laughs> and, again, give back so that, the, and, and Manziel probably, have, you think he'll have to give back the trophy? Reggie Bush did. The Heisman? Yeah. Who knows? That's a whole nother racket, right? Uh, because apparently Reggie got all those benefits prior to winning the Heisman. Right. Whereas with Johnny, I guess all this evidence is after he won the Heisman. I don't know how they would handle that. You know, whatever. Does anybody really care that Reggie Bush lost the Heisman? I think Reggie does. <laughs> Are you going to think any less of him? I mean, all the highlights from that season? No. I mean, I just saw, yeah, uh, was it Fox Sports? Somebody had like an all, you know, decade team or something, and Reggie Bush was like one of the top running backs on it, you know. Hmm. He's, everyone remembers that the plays, they don't care that he got a bronze trophy at the end. Now maybe if they'd given it, he had to give it up right away, right? Right. And they handed it to the second. The right. Then they handed right. it to the number two guy right away. That's a whole other story. But when you wait like whatever years later to to take it away, it's like the Fab uh, the Fab Five in uh, Michigan basketball. Right. Yep. They had to uh, relinquish their Final Four banner right. like a decade right. after it happened. Who cares? Nobody cares then. Jalen Rose still on uh, Grantland and ESPN. Yeah. And they all made their millions in the NBA and whatever. But even Michigan fans, like, do you really care that uh, they took that away? No, because you have all the memories and all that stuff. So, right. yeah, I don't know. Not but true. it's interesting, man. We, it, it's going to be, you know, the funny part is, though, Bill, is he hasn't tweeted. He hasn't said boo since then. Oh, no. He's, uh, you know, he was kind of like, made, you know, he pulled that Osama bin Laden. You, you go undercover. You go into a cave. You don't come out for a while. Yeah. Which, you know, you could have argued he should have done that after, like, two or three of the non-stories in the offseason. He should have just said, I'm going to shut up for the rest of the offseason. You know what I mean? Yeah, but his his offseason stuff, other than this autograph, this is really the big controversy. I mean, everything else was just, That's he's, party, he's right. partying too much. He went to a Texas frat party and got kicked out wearing a Tim Tebow jersey. Like, that stuff to me is not, it's cool to see, like, him partying or whatever, but... I don't know. I don't feel like no, that's No, I agree with you. We talked about that, how this was the only significant story of the offseason. But still, you right. know, maybe it's not a smart move to, you know, sit in $10,000 seat tickets in the NBA Finals where everyone in the world's going to see you. Maybe that's Why? not the smartest Why not? Move. <laughs> His family's loaded. They got oil money. I don't know, man. Flying around in private jets, you're the Heisman Trophy winner. You're damn right I'm going to be in that front row of the <laughs> Game 7 of the Heat Spurs uh, Finals. What else am I going to do? Sit and watch it in my dorm room? Screw that. I'm going to the game. Are you nuts? Oh, man, I don't I'm know. I'm going to that game. My I parents are multi-multi-millionaires. I have a trust fund, a private jet at my, at my disposal. $10,000 for the front row seats. Here's the deal, Taking man. it. I'm By buying the time 10 that of them. story had happened, what the finals were what, May or June? I can't remember when that was. Yeah, late By May. then, there had already been five or six Johnny Manziel non-stories that had kind of already been piling up. Yeah. People were kind of getting tired of Johnny Manziel, and he does, you know, he just kept doing things, putting himself in the spotlight, bringing it upon himself. Obviously, he loves it. He can take the heat and all that, but it gives other reasons, like these shady uh, merchandise brokers, a reason to uh, maybe right. chirp a little bit. 
You know? It does a little bit. So that's sure. all I'm saying. Maybe just tone it down a little, Johnny. You know, I thought it was kind of weird. This is, I thought it was kind of weird. We were at the uh, NFL draft, you and I, that he yeah. was at the NFL draft, like analyzing. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the was hell was great. that? He's a freshman in, you know, he's just yeah. flying out to the, the draft. Yeah, he was there. I forgot he was there. We yeah, didn't even get a chance. To, we didn't even get a chance to see him because he was like had 15 bodyguards around them, and he got whisked away. Right, went right to the green room. He's a rock star, literally a rock star. Bill, remember? Yeah, we talked about. I mean, NFL I royalty forgot he was, was there. there. Football yeah. royalty. Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, all the biggest names in the history of the game were there. And who had the biggest crowd around him? It was Manziel. Johnny Football. Yeah, it's amazing. And what, but what the hell is he doing there? Like, whose idea was that? Obviously, the, you know, the networks loved it because he came on their shows and talked. You know, I don't even know what he was talking about. What are you talking about? The Heisman? The kid's a redshirt freshman. You know, spring. <laughs> it wasn't his spring break. It, you know, he's got classes on Friday, and then he's just flying out to the draft. for Classes? You don't think he still goes to classes? All that money, he's got like a clone. Well, actually, he doesn't go. That was actually the first non-story of the offseason, if you remember, back in January. What? That he – all of his classes were, quote, unquote, online. Mm-hmm. Because he was too mobbed going going to class, like literally he couldn't like do Get any. He class. couldn't go to class because he was just you know he was Elvis on campus. So that was actually the first uh, st- non-story that kind of got the ball rolling on the whole off season. But yeah, I hear you. He's not he's not taking many classes. You know, th- <laughs> there's a big discussion about whether or not NCAA players should be getting paid and how much money they bring in for the schools or whatever. Yeah, if they were really smart, they would get the education because most education, college educations these days, are like one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars. At least while you're there, get you know, get a degree. Yeah, I don't want. To, let's not even go there. I don't think Johnny cares about that. Yeah, that's a shame. But Uncle we'll Nate's see, getting a degree. What's that? Uncle Nate is probably getting a degree. Uncle Nate. Uncle Nate's probably looking for a reality show. No, that's probably definitely the second that Johnny's, you know, if he's declared like ineligible or something, Uncle Nate will be on the horn, man, with Hollywood. He's probably already on the horn setting up some reality show. All right. So Texas A&M is in the SEC. Obviously, if Johnny Menzel is playing that Alabama Texas A&M game, you alluded to it earlier. Game of the year. When when they beat Alabama, uh, ruined their undefeated season. Of course, the Crimson Tide went on to win the national championship anyway. But what are some of the other games that we're looking forward to? By the way, that that uh, Alabama Texas A&M game is September fourteenth. Was that week three, Todd? Yeah, week three. Week three. So by then, we'll you know in a couple of weeks we'll know if Manziel's getting suspended, right? Well, who knows? We don't know. If they don't I mean, have the would... evidence now, what are they waiting for? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, that's the thing. That's the biggest game of the entire year. And any forget SEC. Just in the country, everyone wants to see that game. It's in College Station. Alabama's pissed off. Uh, Saban, you know he's going to drum up a crazy defense to you know shut down Johnny. Everyone wants to see that game, and uh, hopefully we get to see it. But that is, like you said, week three, September 14th, top game in the SEC, uh, hands down. Uh, we have a great article on footballnation.com right now. College Football 2013, top five matchups in the SEC. We're going to go through this list. Number one is Georgia at South Carolina. You agree with that ranking? Why do they? Why don't they have Alabama and Texas A&M at number one? I disagree. Right. We actually have two two articles. But okay. There's one on Football Nation called "The Ten Must See Games" by Anthony Durham. All right. And which one are you pulling up? The, the top five. Yeah, by Tom Sawyer. Tom Sawyer. So we got two opinions. Uh, you know, 
it's, number one is A&M and Bama. It's just hands down. Move on to the next one. It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, A&M and Bama, we agree with that number one. All right, so let's put Georgia, South Carolina at number two. We're looking forward to that one. I like that one. Yeah, you know, South Carolina has pretty much its best team ever. You know, so you got to remember, South Carolina was not a juggernaut at all until Steve Spurrier got into the mix. Um, and now, you know, they've got Jadavian Clowney. Last year, they graduated Marcus Lattimore. If yep. he hadn't been injured, top running back in the draft class last year, you know. Sure. And he's still keeping an eye on Marcus Lattimore at the Niners. If they kind of do the Willis McGahee thing where they rest him for a year, get him ready for 2014, he could be, right. a, he could be a star. But that they're getting smart. huge players at South Carolina. They've got a great defense, adequate offense, uh, and everyone's kind of wondering if they're going to be the team to win the SEC, kind of the underdog, the non-Alabama team to take down the conference. And they play at Georgia uh, the second week of the year, I believe, right? Yeah. September 7th, huge ball game. All right, another game with Georgia. LSU at Georgia, September 28th. A lot of Georgia games on this list. Yeah, LSU-Georgia. I mean, there's so many good games. Um, LSU-Georgia, you know, LSU is another team stacked every year full of NFL prospects. Georgia, you know, they've got an NFL quarterback of their own, Aaron Murray. Uh, you know, these teams just load up with ridiculous five-star recruits. How about Georgia versus Florida? Think the Gators are going to make some noise this year? Uh, I'm a little down on the Gators. Okay. Since Will Muschamp got there, uh, they just they kind of lost their mojo from the Urban Meyer years. They really haven't been able to put it together. So, uh, you know, I'm waiting to see on the Gators. I don't think they're good enough to pull off an undefeated season or a one-loss season. They're probably going to lose a couple games. All right, and then how about the fan favorite, Alabama versus LSU, Todd, November 9th? Yeah, that's always a good one. It's usually, unfortunately, it's always been kind of a defensive battle. So if you're looking for points, you're probably not going to find it in that one. But that's a huge game. And it's late enough in the year, Bill, you know, November 9th. It's not like Bama last year losing to A&M early where they were able to rebound. Right. You lose late, then you're, you know, you might drop far enough. You might knock yourself out of that national title game. Lucky for Bama, if they get, if they do lose that game for any reason and they still are able to qualify for the SEC title game, that gives them a way to catapult back into the title picture. But you don't want to be taking a chance losing a game in November, and obviously one of those two behemoths will lose that game in November. All right, so those were the top five matchups in the SEC. We're going to take a quick break, but Todd, Coming up next, our guest is going to be Jenny, who is a Fox Sports North girl. She's driving from California to Boston, making some really cool sport-themed stops along the way. She'll join us after the break to talk about her experience. You don't want to miss that one. Stay tuned for more Football Nation. Every football fan has a voice at footballnation.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com. Promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. 
We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. This is Football Nation. All right, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries, hanging out, 855-478-7030. You can hit us up on Twitter, at FBallNation. And we are very happy to be joined by our next guest, Jenny from Fox Sports Girls. She's a Fox Sports North girl. She's traveling from California to Boston. Big uh, celebration for the Fox Sports 1 uh, Sports Network. We're excited to have Jenny on the line with us. What's going on, Jenny? Thanks for calling in. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. So what's going on? Tell us about this trip. Give us some background information about what's going on, and, and who are the Fox Sports girls? Well, first of all, the Fox Sports girls, we are the fans' connection to Fox Sports throughout the country. So as you mentioned, I'm from Minnesota, Fox Sports North, and we have been taking this road trip across the country together. We, we're stopping in different cities throughout the country, um, seeing different ballparks, connecting with all the sports fans, um, just to promote the launch of Fox Sports 1, which is the new national sports network that's launching August 17th. And it's been a wild ride on the road. I can I can say that for the least. How long have you been on the trip? Well, I started this trip, um, actually met up with the girls, um, a few of the girls in St. Louis this past Sunday. But the, the trip actually started August 4th in San Diego. And from San Diego, they made a few stops along the way. They've been in Anaheim, Phoenix, San Antonio, Houston, St. Louis. Um, So obviously I met in St. Louis. We went to Cincinnati. We made a stop in Fort Campbell to see the Army base, which was a great experience. And today I'm in Detroit, tomorrow Boston. So Jenny, what are the accommodations here? Are you guys in like a big RV or, you know, what's what's the, (laughs) how are you guys traveling? Are you going by Learjet? Yeah. Have you seen a picture of the Fox Sports 1 Fan Express? It is a you know, it's a bus. It's exactly what you picture when you're taking the road and you're on the um, on a bus. It's it's comfortable. I mean, I have to speak to myself, but um, it's been some long some long drives. But I mean, that's the point. We're kind of in this road trip together, and they're they're fun. And I actually, I unfortunately or fortunately have a lot of experience on buses. I played a uh, lacrosse in college at Boston University, and I'm very used to the travel days of playing different opponents and traveling on a bus. Uh, well, our, my co-host here, Bill, he did a little uh, road trip of his own last year with Football Nation where we traveled down from the Northeast down to the Super Bowl, Bill, right? Oh, awesome. So yeah, we, uh, something we, tells me, Bill, that your road trip might have been a little uh, different <laughs> than Jenny's. Jenny, we, we started off in New York City, and my, my partner picked me up in New York City. He drove down from Boston in an RV. Uh, we went from, from I went from New York City down to New Orleans, it was three guy. It was four guys, including the driver. It was sponsored by Sam Adams. We had a lot of fun, but by the end of that trip, that bus smelled worse than like <laughs> you know rotten fish hanging out in the sun on a ninety-five degree day. I'm sure your experience is a lot different than, than what I had to go through. 
Well, hopefully um, the girls are a little uh, easier to be around on the bus than a couple a couple guys traveling yeah. around. But, you know, it's kind of fun. We've been watching movies. We've all brought our favorite sports movies to watch. We're playing games. I mean, we're making it just a, a wild ride, and it's been awesome. Jenny, right. what's been, what's been the on, best God. stop thus far on the trip is, uh, since you joined him in St. Louis? Well, my favorite stop... Um, so far has been at Fort Campbell Army Base, and it was just really special for me, and I know for a lot of the girls, I have um, cousins that are serving in the Army right now, and so it was really cool for me to be able to call my cousin Hannah and say, hey, like, guess what I did to them? I was a part of an obstacle course. We actually rappelled down a 40-foot wall. I mean, it was Ooh. unbelievable, the experiences we had with the Army, so that is just one of those experiences that um, I'm never going to forget, and it's just really important to to give back to the troops, and I wish we could have stayed longer. It was a great day. Jenny, my brother's actually in the Army. He was stationed in Germany, did some time in Afghanistan. Now he's in Texas, and i got to tell you that they really love when – any kind of promotion, they're involved in any kind of promotion. I'm sure the the people that, that were, the soldiers where you visited, you know, they had a blast seeing the Fox Sports girls uh, come in and hang out for a little bit and kind of go through, what you know, some of the physical training stuff. So I'm sure that was yeah. a, a, a fun well, trip. Well, is your brother still, involved. is he in Germany right now? No, he was in Germany uh, two years ago. And now he is in, I believe, Fort Hood in Texas. Todd, actually, I've been telling him that he has to go to that Texas A&M Alabama game because he's only about an hour away from that. Yeah, he needs to go to that game. That's where yeah. my cousin is. She's at Fort Hood as well. Okay. Uh, and Jenny, we were in Germany city? last uh, February for a you know a trip um, to see the troops for spring training to the troops. So we've just really established a great relationship with the Army, and we're hoping to do more in the future. Yeah, that's awesome. We, we definitely support our troops. Big fans of the troops here on Football Nation. Uh, Jenny, you mentioned that you're leaving Detroit and you're going to Boston. What do you have in store? I believe you're going to the patriots Bucks preseason game. Yeah, you guys are a little jealous of that game. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give know, you a full scouting report there. on Tom Brady after I see him. Yeah, what was your initial reaction after after hearing about the knee injury? It's funny because, you know, I grew up in – well, I, I'm sorry, I didn't grow up in Boston. I grew up in Minnesota. I went to college in Boston, so I've, I'm not a Patriots fan. I'm a Vikings fan, but I've always kind of respected their team and Tom Brady as well. So when I saw that, I got the news update that he's been injured in practice, and the first thing I think, Whenever you see a leg injury, I'm going ACL, so I'm a little worried. Um, but happy to hear that he's okay. It's it's scary to think about. Um, but last year, Brady was my uh, quarterback in fantasy football, so I'm hoping he has another good year. Ah, fantasy football. Well, you know, Bill Happy and I host the fantasy football show on Tuesdays right here on Football Nation Network. So I've got to ask you then, Jenny. You yeah. Know, your draft is probably coming up, right? It's coming up. We're doing another huge fantasy football draft um, in California. All the Fox girls from around the, the country will be coming out. And I have to say that last year, I was runner-up along with my two counterparts. Purple Rain was our name. Purple Rain. <laughs> Purple Rain, you like it? I get it. The Vikings, right? The <laughs> A Vikings few different reasons. Prince. Prince and the Vikings. Got um, it. So we, you know, we want a comeback this year. We want to take the trophy. So what, do you have your pick yet? Your first, you know what, your, what uh, position you're picking in? I mean, honestly, like, I want to go AP regardless. He was on our team last year, and he was phenomenal. It's hard to imagine a team without him. So, I don't know. That would be kind of a stretch. But I, I hopefully we'll do whatever we can to get him. And I was on Brady last year. He did really well. Now, who's a player that you might be trying to stay away from on your fan, in your fantasy draft? Well, 
I have to be honest here. I'm not going to be selecting any Packers. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know, just, Jenny, we, we, we always say... <laughs> who they are. <laughs> we always say you can't draft with your heart, right? So I you're, know, you're but kinda... a little bit... This is like a fan draft. Like Last year, we had all the fans helping us out throughout the draft, chiming in, and they were not going to go for Rodgers. So we're probably we're definitely avoiding that again. I don't care if he's a good player, but we're going to win without him. Jenny from Fox Sports Girls North is joining us here on Football Nation. Jenny, tell us what we can expect from Fox Sports 1. They got any cool new shows? Is it going to be on all cable providers? So Fox Sports 1 is really going to be great because there's going to be not only um, live sports like MLB, NASCAR, college football, college basketball, USC, and UEFA Champions League will have those live sports, but there are also going to be a lot of studio shows. So, you know, Fox Sports Live, I'm really looking forward to. I think that's going to be just a new place for sports fans to go. Are you guys familiar with J.N. Wright and Dan O'Toole? Yep. Yeah. I mean, they're hilarious. I cannot wait to watch them. So that's going to be really fun. Um, Krista Thompson is also contributing on that show, and I've always really liked her. And, I mean, Regis is back. So he's going to be on a show called crowd goes wild and it's going to be a ball so all these shows all these new shows and then adding those live sporting events i mean it's just going to be a full there are going to be so many options for all the sports fans word to the wise jenny if you're hanging out with regis on a notre dame football saturday you know be careful the guy gets a little crazy when it comes to the fighting irish (laughs) i did know he was an irish fan i remember that yeah he's he's an intense guy He's a super freak. I just can't wait to see what he's going to bring. You know, Regis is the best. Jenny, uh, we're, you're finishing up the trip. Uh, Fox Sports 1 launches on August 1. We're all looking forward to it. Where can the fans follow you uh, for the last few days of the trip? Uh, why don't you give us some hashtag information, some Twitter information. Where can we get you at on social media? Well, we're hoping all the fans really just um, follow us on Twitter and Facebook. So for Twitter, it's the Fox Sports Girls. Um, all one word, and on Facebook, the Fox Sports Girls, and hashtag Road to Launch. So we're posting everything on all of our – we also have local pages, and um, like I'm Fox Sports North Girls, but we're putting it all together on this Road to Launch hashtag. You can see everything that we're up to. It's going to be very fun for me in Boston to show all the girls a little bit more about Boston, where I went to college, and it's going to be great. And obviously you might get some photos of Cletus as well, and he's the best. That's what we're looking forward to. Jenny from Fox Sports North. We're going to have to have you back on once we get into fantasy football season. Talk about your team. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. And any advice that you guys have, like, we should talk pre-draft, and we'll we'll make a game plan. But you guys might try to convince me of getting over my whole Packers thing. <laughs> it's no problem. We'll try to help you out, get you that championship for 2013. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. It was awesome chatting. Absolutely. Jenny from Fox Sports North. Fox Sports launches on August 1st. We appreciate you uh, joining us here on Football Nation. August Take 17th. Care. Yeah, August no. 17th. I'm Get sorry. Right. That's all right. No, it's okay. You're thinking about Fox Sports 1. <laughs> yeah, Fox Sports 1. Yeah, my bad. Um, no worries. No, this Saturday. We can't wait. Thanks for joining us, Jenny. We appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. Take care. Yes, Tom, Bill, let's I'm, get I'm that straight. Ma- Tom, get I'm bad straight. at math and I'm bad at dates. Yeah, you are. August 17th. For Fox Saturday, Sports 1. Saturday. I don't even Sports know what I said. One. What did he I said say? August, August 1st? Yeah, he said August 1st. Yeah. All right. I mean, there was a one involved. I can't help my dyslexia. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually looking forward to the show, Bill. I, I've been watching uh, the promos for it, and they've definitely taken a new spin on the whole sporting 
uh, you know, coverage. So hopefully they uh, bring something new to the table. And I think they will. It's always good to have something fresh and something new. And, you know, NFL Network, ESPN, they do a great job. But let's see what Fox Sports is going to bring. I think, I think you're right, Todd. I think they are going to bring something new to the table that, that fans can enjoy even more. And why aren't we uh, sponsoring the uh, Fox Sports Girls Fantasy League? I don't know. We should be. Yeah. I think that you and I should be there for the, at the draft. I mean, we can help our girl Jenny out. She has to get over that don't draft any Packers. We have one of the best offenses in the league. But that being said, I mean, we can. Bill, you we can and take I should preside over that draft. Yeah, I we agree. can be the. Yeah, yeah, they said they got fans involved. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to explore that further. Yeah, we, we might have to make a call. Yeah, I mean, they can come on the fantasy football champs, talk about their draft. No yeah, man, there you go. All right, so that was Jenny from Fox Sports North. She's a part of the Fox Sports Girls Road Trip, and again, Fox Sports One launches on August 17th. I got it right that time. There you go. All right, plenty more Football Nation to come up. Bill and Todd hanging out. We're going to jump into the world of fantasy football. we got some strategy. we got some sleepers. we got some busts. That's all coming up next right here on Football Nation. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation. FootballNation.com is all football all the time. It's a one-stop shop for diehard football fans to get their football fix. NFL, college football, fantasy football, news, analysis, videos, articles, and podcasts. You'll find it all on FootballNation.com. It's a great place to interact with thousands of hardcore, passionate NFL, college, and fantasy football fans. Want to get in the game? The Football Nation community gives hardcore fans the power to share their opinions, views, passions, photos, gripes, stats, or analysis. FN has the biggest network of user contributors dedicated solely to covering football. Join our team today and instantly launch your own team, player, or fantasy football column or blog. Build your own personal brand and following with your Football Nation portfolio of content. If you love football, you belong on FootballNation.com. Simply sign up for free at FootballNation.com and become a citizen of Football Nation today. ColdHardFootballFacts.com Insider will change the way you look at the game of pro football with our groundbreaking quality stats. These are stats that have direct correlation to winning football games. The proof is in our performance at Cold Hard Football Facts Insider. We analyze every team and pick every game every week straight up and against the spread. Cold Hard Football Facts Insiders have gone 500 or better against the spread in an incredible 72% of weeks since the start of the 2009 season. Visit coldhardfootballfacts.com, click CHFF Insider, and uncover the statistical secrets that separate winners from losers in NFL games. The proof is in our performance. Become a Cold Hard Football Facts Insider today at coldhardfootballfacts.com. Hey, this is Bill Enright from the Fantasy Football Champs. I want to take a quick minute to introduce you to our new daily fantasy football partners at DraftKings.com. DraftKings.com is a new way to play fantasy football. No more losing your best player and watching your season go down the drain. At DraftKings.com, you draft a new team every week and win huge cash prizes. Here's a true story. Last year, one guy won 100 grand in his very first football contest. $100,000 the first time he played. 
Sign up now with promo code CHAMPS and get a free contest entry once you deposit. Again, that's DraftKings.com, promo code CHAMPS. Good luck. This is Football Nation. Oh, welcome back to Football Nation. Bill Enright, Todd DeVries. It is time, Todd, for a little bit of fantasy football strategy. We know it's fantasy football draft time, and we want to help everyone win, as we do for two full hours every Tuesday on Fantasy Football Champs Radio. But today we're going to focus on some quarterback and running back busts, Todd, because we all know we want to stay away from the players that aren't going to perform up to expectations. They may drag down your team. We don't want any losers on our squads we only want winners is that right that is correct mike singletary once said it best we want winners we want people that want to win that's what we want on our fantasy football teams all right well let's go through some of these busts then bill who are the guys we don't want on our teams or you know we're a little a little questioning a little bit you know this year all right, let's start it off with the quarterbacks, and I'm going to mention Russell Wilson, and I loved what this kid did as a rookie in 2012. I think their Seahawks are going to be even better in 2013, and I think Russell Wilson's going to be good in 2013. But right now, where he's being drafted, Todd, and on Tuesday we discussed a lot about value. Right now, where Russell Wilson is being drafted, he's getting taken, getting selected as a quarterback one. And I feel like if you're in a 10-team league, you don't want Wilson as your quarterback one. You want him maybe as a backup. Maybe prevent one of your other managers from grabbing him, but leave him as a backup. If you're in a 12-team league, I think he's a borderline number one. And for that reason, you know, I, I may want to take a player with some more upside, maybe like a Phillip Rivers or maybe like a Carson Palmer, and kind of leave Russell Wilson, you know, leave him out as a free agent. Right. So you're saying, you know, Pass on Wilson where his current draft value is, where his ADP is, his draft position. Right. And, and you know, wait a few rounds later and grab a guy with, a, you know, a, a Rivers type and, uh, you know, wait, unless Wilson really drops. Right. And, and you I look mean, at that. You look at that NFC West, Todd. You got the 49ers twice on the schedule. One of the best team, one of the best defenses in the league. I believe one of their scores last year was like nine to six or six to three or something. You have the Arizona Cardinals, who may have the best cornerback in the league with Patrick Peterson. Their defense much improved. The St. Louis Rams have a really good defense, especially uh, at cornerback and at defensive back. So even in their own division, it's such a defensive, such a, such a, a uh, you know smash mouth type of football in that division with the nfc west that russell wilson had a lot of good games against like the buffalo bills last year and 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 teams that had pretty poor defenses this year their schedule is a lot tougher and i'm just a little bit worried about him i I think borderline number one uh but i'd be feel much more confident if he was my number two quarterback you know what i love about uh on ffchamps.com is the strength of schedule analysis yep yep and i'm looking at the chart right now and it's real simple there's basically three designations, right? Uh, there's a green for green a team. for good. Green is good. Red is bad. Yeah. And white is kind of in the middle, right? Neutral. Right. And they've got, I believe, I counted up seven red games and three green, including three of the last four games when those you know fantasy football championships and the playoffs are on the line. You got three reds in there. Three of the last four. Yeah. Uh, That's so, tough, yeah. man. You know, there. I, I tell you, here's the deal. Russell Wilson's a great, a great young quarterback. I just think you just can't get carried away with him. You can't right. get carried away drafting him in a, in a 
10-team league. I think you you nailed it. He's a borderline QB1 in a 12-team league. So All right, next up, next up on the quarterback bust list is Joe Flacco, the reigning Super Bowl MVP. And I think if you're playing fantasy football for – for quite some time now, you kind of realize that Joe Flacco may not be the ideal fantasy football quarterback. I mean, he did lead his team to a Super Bowl last year, but the chances that he led your fantasy football team to a Super Bowl, pretty slim to none. So without Anquan Bolden, without Dennis Pitta, I can't imagine that Flacco is all of a sudden going to turn into a top 10 fantasy quarterback in 2013. Last year, I believe he was the 15th best quarterback fantasy-wise during the regular season. 15th, right. right? Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking – so, you know, that's where he'll probably be this year, maybe even a little worse. He lost some weapons. <laughs> so I, I can't – you know, in the drafts that I've had so far, Bill, nobody's really thinking highly of Flacco. So uh, I agree he's a bust, but I think a lot of people think he's going to be a bust. And the thing about Flacco is, you know, there's a difference between Super Bowl in the NFL and, you know, making – uh, having a successful season in the NFL and then having a successful season in the world of fantasy football. We saw it last year. Last year with, with Flacco, a perfect example. And he had those weapons in Anquan Bolden and, and Torrey Smith, and uh, excuse me, Anquan Bolden and Dennis Pitta, that he will be without this year. And, and you mentioned 15th in terms of fantasy points. Just not good enough. Yeah, and by the way, as good as Russell Wilson was last year, 11th fantasy-wise. Right, right. So even even last year, well, he was only a rookie. It, I think it's more hype with Russell Wilson last year. He was a rookie. Everyone knew about RG3 and Andrew Luck, and, and Ryan Tannehill got drafted in front of him, and Brandon Weed got drafted in front of Russell Wilson. So I think that kind of hype where he kind of came out of nowhere, um, I think that's why people liked him a little bit more than his actual value. Right, right. Who else do we have on the running or the quarterback list here? Yeah, speaking of more of actual value, Sam Bradford from the St. Louis Rams. I think they are putting the pieces to that puzzle around him. They're starting to build up that franchise. Uh, I think they need to find a solid running back, but they have the playmakers at receiver. But, again, Bradford plays in that NFC West. It's brutal, that schedule. He plays in that same division as Russell Wilson. The 49ers, the Cardinals, and the Seahawks for Bradford. Those are going to be really tough games, and – they're building those playmakers around him, but they're still young, and we just haven't seen Sam Bradford take that next step. Uh, I don't want to be a year early with him. I'd rather be, uh, you know, I'd rather see him do it and then draft him next year. Uh, so right now, I'm staying away from Sam Bradford despite all the hype. Not even as a late round uh, flyer guy. I guess if you need a bye week filler. Okay. All, all right. right. Do you disagree with that? Let me hear. Well, it. I don't know. The one of the drafts I had was kind of a weird one. It was a it's a twelve team league. Uh, two, two quarterbacks, though, right? Two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, that's totally different, Todd. I'm talking about one quarterback league. That's commandment number one. Know thy scoring system. Yep. If you're in a two quarterback league, yeah, guys like Joe Flacco who finished fifteenth or Russell Wilson who finished eleventh last year. Those guys are pretty important. But if you're in a one quarterback league, there's no need to ha- carry two quarterbacks. You know, unless that bye yeah. week comes around. Yep. Gotcha. And then the last quarterback I want to discuss is Josh Freeman from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Vincent Jackson's there. Mike Williams is there in the passing game. But this is Doug Martin's show. I mean, let's be honest here. Doug Martin, probably one of the best running backs in the world of fantasy football heading into 2013. They're going to run the ball a lot. We all know Greg Schiano likes to run the football. Yep. Yeah, you know, and Josh Freeman, man, I mean, it's put up or shut up time for him. 
You know? They drafted Mike Glennon this year, kind of yes, maybe some extra motivation. What were your thoughts on Glennon coming out of North Carolina State? Well, he's a big physical specimen. Yep. You know, and I knew that kind of just his size would uh, resonate well with all the NFL scouts. Uh, inconsistent in college, uh, but definitely has some upside with the right coaches. Um, I wasn't a huge, gigantic Josh Freeman fan in college. Okay. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, he didn't blow me away in college either. Right. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Glennon. But I think Freeman, I mean, he's got the weapons. You just mentioned all the weapons he has around him. He, it's time for him to, to uh, produce, and if he doesn't, I think he might get the hook sooner than later, see if Glennon can uh, take them, you know, build the team around Glennon in the future. We'll see. Yeah, I think you're right. You said it the best. Put up or shut up time for Josh Freeman, but you know what? I, I'm more afraid that he's going to shut up than put up, and that's kind of why I'm staying away from him in drafts. I had him last year as my backup for when Matt Ryan was on a bye, and he did okay. I think that game – might have been against the Saints or somebody, and he had a great game. But the Saints were one of the worst passing defenses in the league last year. So you have to look at what he does on a week-in, week-out basis. And to me, it's just not good enough. Yep. Let's move on to the to the uh, running back position, Bill. Yeah. The bust at running back. Who tops your list of guys you are staying away from? I'm going to start it off with Ryan Matthews, Todd, from the San Diego Chargers. Agree. They- ding, ding, ding. They have one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL, but you know what? That's not even the problem. The problem is Ryan Matthews is so fragile. He broke both of his collarbones last year, I think. <laughs> to me, it's just like That's hard he to do, had, by the way. It is, it is very hard to do. It's hard um, to break your collarbone twice. He was – North Turner, when he was still with the Chargers, traded up to get Matthews. He was taken with, I think, the 11th overall or 12th overall pick. The Chargers had just lost LaDainian Tomlinson, so everyone expected Ryan Matthews to be this superstar in the world of fantasy football. But other than Darren McFadden, I think Matthews has been the most disappointing player in the last three or four years when it comes to running backs. I mean, this guy had a lot of hype his rookie year, had a lot of hype the following year. His best season, I believe, was 1,300, 1,400 yards from scrimmage, but he just doesn't he doesn't put together a whole season – and no, again, he's char- burned fantasy owners. He's burned fantasy owners time and again. So if you hold grudges like you and I both do, yes, we do. You know, forget we learned our lesson. I think the deal is this. You know, Ladanian Tomlinson ended his his uh, tenure in San Diego, moved on, and it was shortly thereafter that they drafted what people thought was going to be the next Ladanian Tomlinson potential. Right, right. You right. Know, first round draft pick. Everyone remembered how great LT. Um, was and so they kind of thought well he's going to step in and maybe produce at a similar level didn't happen didn't happen now they got Danny Woodhead into the mix too Bill which you know you can't I mean Danny Woodhead he's just a guy that he always finds his way onto the field yep he sure does so I'm staying away I, I hopefully everyone stays away from Ryan Matthews don't believe the hype of the new coaching staff with him stay away from Ryan Matthews do yourself a favor save yourself the headache all right, so Ryan Matthews, we are absolutely staying away from him when it comes to a running back in fantasy football. How about Mark Ingram with the New Orleans Saints, Todd? Another player that had a lot of hype coming out of college with Alabama. He was a first-round pick, the only running back to go in the first round during his draft. But you know what? With the New Orleans Saints, they have Pierre Thomas, they have Darren Sproles, and Drew Brees loves spreading the wealth and passing the football. Mark Ingram hasn't been healthy and he hasn't gotten enough carries to be considered a consistent option. 
No, it's the same offense that's, you know, there's been no real coaching changes other than Sean Payton's back, but it's the same offense, same skill position players, and we've learned the hard way that the, really the only running back you can count on for fantasy production is uh, Darren Sproles, and that's really in PPR leagues. Right. It's a running back by committee in the truest sense, and Mark Ingram, he's just, you know, he's not going to be a workhorse running back as long as he's with the Saints. So I agree with you. Other than Sproles, I am really not targeting any of the Saints running backs, maybe in the late, late rounds. But, uh, you know, just because you're hearing that Mark Ingram is healthy again, healthy yeah. maybe for the first time in his NFL career, doesn't mean he's going to get a high workload. I totally agree. And let's talk about a former Saints running back. That's Chris Ivory, who signed a contract with the New York Jets this offseason. It's widely expected that he's going to be their running back number one. They really don't have many other options. Bilal Powell, Mike Goodson. Chris Ivory was brought in to be the guy for the Jets. But you know what? Another player, even in very limited action, he couldn't stay healthy. And he was like the fourth running back on the Saints depth chart. And he's on the Jets, Bill. And he's on the Jets now. The Jets. Is that I mean, enough you, said? We can give enough said for that one. Chris Ivory, so. he's on the Jets. Enough said. Exactly. If you're a defense playing the Jets, and the Jets are trotting out, you know, the butt fumbler or <laughs> the, you know, inconsistent-looking rookie Geno Smith under center. Yeah. What are you as a defense going to do? Do you have to worry about any anybody stretching the field on the outside at wide receiver? According to their offensive coordinator, Marty Morningweg, they're going to be a pass-first team. I can't see it happening. All right. Well, if I'm a defense, I'm just kind of stacking. I'm playing a pretty vanilla defense, kind of stacking up against the run. Yeah. Because nobody scares me. The quarterbacks don't scare me. The receivers don't scare me. Chris Ivey doesn't scare me either, but I'm just saying – that, you know, maybe the Jets will probably, you know, if the Jets were smart, maybe they'd try to win with defense in a running game or something. I think that's the only recipe that gives them a fighting chance at all to win any games. Right. So if that's the case, I just can't see Chris Ivory. It's not like the Jets are going to be inside the five-yard line five times a game. Exactly. Where he can get touchdowns for you. And even if he gets 20 carries a game, I don't know, man. I'm just not I'm not on the Chris Ivory train. You know, every once in a while, Bill, in a fantasy draft, you get to a point during the draft where you just take a reach on a guy just because he's the quote-unquote starter. Hey, he's a starting running back. You know? Right. Don't fall into that trap this year. No, I'd rather have other RB2s, uh, you know, backup running backs ahead of Chris Ivory in some cases. See, here's, here's why Chris Ivory is getting a lot of hype and, and we're not buying into it is – when he was on the field, very limited role with the New Orleans Saints. When he was on the field, he did okay. Um, he averaged 5.2 yards per carry in 2010, 4.7 yards per carry in 2011, 5.4 again in 2012. So he did a decent job when he was on the field. On the Saints. On the Saints, totally different offense, totally different scheme. I mean, they had a great offensive line. But he didn't stay healthy even in a limited role. But now everyone thinks that he's going to be on the Jets, and, and because his carries are going to go up means his production is going to go up, and that's not necessarily true. He, he's not going to be this big sleeper that everyone's talking about. Uh, we have him as a bust on FFChamps.com. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, come on. He's not going to average five car- five yards per carry on the freaking Jets. I mean, no. on the on the Saints, where they've got 5,000 weapons, you don't know where the ball's going, you know, and limited action, Sure. You can you can have a nice yard per carry average uh, on the Jets. Let's move on. Like you said, Chris Ivory, Jets, move on. All right, so how about DeMarco Murray from the Dallas Cowboys? Now, this is a pretty interesting one, Todd, because the Cowboys actually have a good offense, 
and we expect a lot of big things from Des Bryant and, and Tony Romo and Jason Witten. But when it comes to the running back, DeMarco Murray, his injury problems have dated back to college, right? Yeah, he was always dinged up in college, and I'm one of those uh, guys that plays college fantasy football. And DeMarco Murray was always a guy in college, Bill. I mean, he, he produced. Don't get me wrong. He was a huge fantasy producer. But every week, it seemed, he had a, a nagging injury. You weren't sure if he was going to start or if he was going to just play a limited amount of time. It was kind of, you know, that kind of stuff drives you crazy as a fantasy manager. And then this kind of happened in the NFL as well. He's had these injuries, and you're not really quite sure. You can't really trust him yet. He's played in 13 games as a rookie and only 10 games. He missed six games last year. I mean, that's a big factor. He was taken in the second or third round. He only finished with 663 rushing yards. Yeah, that's it's not crap. getting it done. Not getting it done. And again, I know I had him on one of my big fantasy uh, teams last year, and he burned me. So I'm not going back to the well this year on DeMarco Murray, not where his ADP is right now. He catches a lot of passes, but True. unless he's on the field for all 16 games, he's not going to help you out this season. Right. And we don't think he's capable of doing that. That's the major problem right there. It's not that he's uh, not going to be productive. It's he's not going to be out there enough to give you that consistency. Right. Agreed. All right, finally, we have an interesting guy in Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis, who I was a big fan of last year. He had 1,000 yards, highest of career, uh, I believe six touchdowns for the Cincinnati Bengals, and he was good last year, very solid as a flex option. But we don't like Green-Ellis this year because they brought in the dynamic, versatile rookie, very explosive Giovanni Bernard, one of your favorite running backs of this year's rookie class. My, my favorite running back in this rookie the class. The favorite. Yes, and I, I I think we mentioned this on Tuesday. I was disappointed that the Bengals got hard knocks because now everyone's going to see how explosive he might be. <laughs> He'll probably get too much coverage on that television show, you know. Yeah, I was hoping I could, you know, I was hoping Giovanni Bernard would be, you know, kind of under the radar guy. You know, he wasn't a first round pick. He's got the law firm to contend with, but all that's out the window now. I think everyone's going to see very quickly how good he can be. So Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, now that he's in a running back by committee, we're just not. We don't have a lot of faith in, in him repeating the numbers from last no, year. No, you know, and it's only a matter of time. And it might not happen this season, but it's only a matter of time uh, until Giovanni Bernard overtakes him as the RB1 there. I know they're different type of running backs and everything, but I'm telling you, Bernard, as long as he's healthy, and he's had health concerns too, okay. as long as he's healthy, he will wind up being the RB1 there uh, at least by next preseason, if not sooner. We'll see Giovanni Bernard in action on Hard Knocks, as you mentioned. And the problem with him, Todd, he, we don't have him as a bust, but the problem with him is because of that show, he's going to be overdrafted because people are going to know about him more, like you said. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. All right, so those were our quarterback and running back busts for 2013. And, again, we have the article on ffchamps.com, only twenty nine ninety five for preseason and in-season. You get both. Everything we do, cheat sheets, rankings for the in-season, we do it all. We help you with one-on-one advice uh, all season long and get you ready for your fantasy draft. So if you're serious about winning your fantasy football league, check out ffchamps.com. You won't be sorry. Uh, it's only for people that want to win their leagues, Todd. That's right. A lot of good information on there. We're cranking it out this time of year. No, no sleep, Bill. No A lot sleep of late till, nights. No sleep till February. No. Nope. That's when the Super Bowl is. Looking yes. forward to that. Correct. Um, we got a few minutes left in the show, Todd. What do you say we take a look at some of the preseason games? Uh, we have a f- week two of the NFL preseason happening all weekend. Uh, we got a couple games as we do this show on Thursday. We have a few games tonight. 
few games on Friday, Saturday, and a couple games on Sunday, even Monday. There's going to be some Monday night football this week. But what do you say we just look at a handful of the games this week and kind of pick out one or two things that if you are if you want to win your fantasy football league or if you're, you're interested in some of the rookies or, or the up-and-comers in the NFL, how they're going to perform, uh, let's point out some of the uh, things that we'll be looking for in this preseason action. We'll start off with the Lions and the Cleveland Browns and Todd, Trent Richardson, we have him as a top 10 running back at FFChamps.com, but he hasn't really taken part in any training camp activities or their first preseason game, but their head coach, Rob Trzynski, says he's going to be in action against the Detroit Lions this week. Well, just don't get hurt, buddy. Right. We want we want to see how many series he has. You know, if he stays healthy, uh, he was dealing with a shin injury, so he says he's 100% ready to go. We'll see how that plays out. I mean, Bill, here's here's my take on the preseason when it comes to running backs, okay? Yeah. Uh, unless you're a rookie or maybe a running back that switched teams, I don't want to see you on the field. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to me, it was only one season, and some say it was a slightly disappointing season for Trent. I don't really see it that way. No, I, don't I don't need either. to see Trent Richardson in the preseason right. to know what he's going to do this year. I just, I just don't. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with you on that one. So I'm, I'm hoping if he totally plays, agree. you know, all these running backs, from, you know, selfishly, I don't, I just don't want to see an injury. So if they play, play a limited amount of series or snaps and get them out of there. All right, how about let's move on to the Carolina Panthers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we still don't know who the starting quarterback for the Eagles will be this season. I believe It'll Mike be Vick. Well, Mike Vick started in week, in week one for the preseason against the Patriots, but Nick Foles is starting tomorrow night, right? Yeah, or tonight, they, I should say. Yeah, but they announced that before the first game. They said, we're going to start Vic, you know, week one, Foles week two. I don't know, man. I just think that – Vic's actually looked pretty good. It, uh, I think expectations were low. Mm-hmm. But all the reports coming out of Philly is that Vic's looked pretty good, and he's kind of picking up this offense. So um, I just think that as long as Vic doesn't screw it up, I think he'll be the starter week one. Now, how long will he hold on to that? Who knows? Will he be able to stay healthy? Probably not. So Foles, I'm sure we'll see time this year. And in fantasy circles, I would stay away from Vic uh, unless he falls deep, deep, deep in a quarterback-heavy format. But I think Vic will be the guy week one, barring any uh, you know injuries or a complete collapse the last couple of weeks of fall camp. All right, moving on to the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills. We have two promising rookies uh, in action in this game. E.J. Manuel, the first quarterback drafted in the 2013 NFL Draft, will be starting for much of the game like he did in the first week of preseason, uh, E.J. Manuel for the Buffalo Bills. And then you got a guy like Corderell Patterson, who we haven't seen a whole lot from, but what we have seen are, are highlight reel-type plays. He's the wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and like you said, E.J. Manuel looked solid, surprisingly solid to me because I wasn't real high on E.J. Manuel coming out of college. He was ridiculously inconsistent at Florida State, and he landed on the Bills, which I didn't think was a great fit, but – the first, you know, his first action last week, he looked pretty good. So let's see yeah. if he can uh, make it two weeks in a row. All right, Buccaneers and the New England Patriots, we want to see if Tom Brady is going to play with that, you know, non-injury that that was widely reported uh, yesterday. Is his knee going to be okay? I expect it is. But more importantly, for me at least, from a fantasy football standpoint, I want to see which of these receivers is going to be the one that gets a lot of the first-team reps. Who's getting the targets? And, of course, I'm talking about the battle between Kembrell Tompkins and Aaron Dobson, Todd. Was uh, Dobson a second-round pick? Dom- Tompkins was an undrafted free agent. Yeah, uh, that's the key. I mean, 
we don't want to see Brady play because we need Brady to show us anything, but we want to see Brady connect with these these uh, rookie wide receivers. That's the yeah. whole key here. And Tompkins kind of came out of nowhere. He's looked really strong in camp, made a highlight reel catch the other day in camp. Dobson, kind of disappointing in the first uh, preseason action. So, you know, can he rebound this week? That's something to watch. The Oakland Raiders and the New Orleans Saints, we mentioned that. Mark Ingram is on our bust list this year. Let's see how many carries that he gets before, you know, Darren Sproles and Pierre Thomas are are in working with the first teams. Uh, You know, I think that's going to prove our point tomorrow night. Mark Ingram's just not going to get enough opportunities to be one of those uh, top performer at the running back spot. Right. And there's really not much to look for in the Raiders offense right now, is there? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. We don't want to see the Raiders. Raiders and Jets. Ugh. Awful. Speaking of the Jets, the Jets are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh. Why bother with this game, Todd? So this is like the worst game possible. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I just said Raiders and Jets, and you can throw well, – at least Jacksonville, though, they have a couple fantasy options. I mean, I like Cecil Shorts, and MJD can still play if he's healthy. Yeah, I don't know if MJD is going to be in action tomorrow. I don't right? think so, but I'm just yeah. saying, you know, fantasy-wise, at least the Jags bring something to the table. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So the Jets don't. But this, but this matchup's awful. Terrible. The uh, aforementioned Cincinnati Bengals are on hard knocks this year, and their star wide receiver, A.J. Green, wasn't in action for the last couple of weeks. Uh, they play the Tennessee Titans in week two of the preseason, so we'll we'll be able to see if A.J. Green is going to come back to action, and also we'll see your boy Giovanni Bernard at, uh, against the Titans. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'll tell you one thing, though, Bill, for the Titans' uh, standpoint, God help us if Chris Johnson breaks another big touchdown run. Oh, he'll be the top five running back drafted. Ugh, Forget about it. People will go crazy if that's yeah. going to happen. So yeah, let's, everyone, yeah, go yeah. On. You mean the number of emails we'll get at ffjams.com will be crazy. Hey, Chris Johnson, I have the number two overall pick, uh, Chris Johnson. Yeah, no, that's, that's not happening. That uh, the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans will kick off on Saturday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And we won't see Arian Foster. He's still dealing with some calf and back problems. But we're expected to see Lamar Miller, who's, you know, on the brink. A lot of people think that he's on the brink of a big-time breakout season. But just this week, the Jets, or excuse me, the Miami Dolphins GM, Jeff Ireland, came out and says, you know, forget Lamar Miller for a second. Daniel Thomas is going to be the one to have the breakout season. I don't know what's going on down there with the Miami backfield. Yeah, Miami, their their offense has just been so tough to figure out over the past couple of years fantasy-wise. I mean, Reggie Bush had a, a nice year or two in there, but I don't know. We, that's that, that's a, probably of all the things we've listed, that's the one I'm taking the closest look at right now is the Lamar Miller versus Daniel Thomas battle. Yeah, because I, I want to see what happens in this game because you know Lamar, Lamar Miller only played in, I believe, two series in that first preseason game and, and two series – well, the first one, I'm saying the Hall of Fame game. Uh, the Hall of Fame game, two series, and two series in the the their next game, their second game, everyone else's first game. Uh, but he only had like four carries. So I'm, I'm, I kind of want to see Lamar Miller in action here. I mean, he's getting a lot of hype, and he's getting a lot of coverage about how fast he is and how explosive he is, but let me see it. You know, I want to see it with my own eyes. Yeah, he's the explosive guy. Daniel Thomas is a more of a plotting big guy. So let's see which way they, way they go. The Green Bay Packers are taking on the St. Louis Rams, and we didn't see anything from Tavon Austin, their first-round pick out of West Virginia. This wide receiver is expected to take snaps out of the backfield this year, Todd. Line up in the slot, line up on the outside. One of your favorite playmakers uh, in terms of rookies this year. Hopefully we get to see him get at least one target. 
Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I want to see him catch the football. I mean, here's the deal. Going into the draft last uh, April, I was kind of thinking – he and he shot up draft boards. Obviously, he went number eight overall, I believe, to the Rams. But we were kind of thinking he'd be a late first-round luxury pick for a great team. You know? Right. A, an, extra, an extra weapon. And that's kind of where we targeted him way before the draft. And it turns out he went to a kind of a crappy offense <laughs> yeah, where he might be leaned on a little more heavily to do things. So it was kind of shocking not to see him do anything in the first preseason game. I don't think they're going to show you any of those crazy, uh, you know, uh, the crazy plans they have for him in a preseason game. It. But it. it'd be nice to see him touch the ball maybe at least once, please. Yeah. Please. At least once. That would be nice. Yeah, the kid can play. Uh, I'm still a little skeptical of his landing spot, which team he landed on, but we'll see. Last matchup we're going to get to is the Denver Broncos taking on the Seattle Seahawks. This is a running back by committee with Ronnie Hillman and Monte Ball, Todd. But let's yep. see who gets some more carries. Well, that's it. The two big ones on this list are the running back battle in Denver and the one in Miami. Those are the yep. two things I'm watching for the most from a fantasy perspective. Hillman and Ball. Uh, Ball's ADP is... I think nine rounds higher than Hillman's right now. Yep. If you're drafting right now, ball's going around that fifth round. Hillman's going in like the 14th. So let's keep a close eye on things to see if that changes, you know, this week. We appreciate you listening to Football Nation live here on Thursday. But in case you ever missed the show uh, during the week, you can always hear it on demand via iTunes, iHeartRadio, and, of course, we have the archived uh, list of shows, all of our episodes, right on footballnation.com. Todd, anything you want to add before we uh, wrap things up? No, I just want to thank Jenny, the Fox Sports North girl, yep. for joining us on today's show. They're wrapping up their nationwide uh, road trip, and they're going to end up in uh, her old college town of Boston for that Patriots-Bucks game. So we want to thank Jenny for joining us. Also want to thank Kerry Byrne from ColdHardFootballFacts.com. Our producer, Josh, did another great job today. Thanks for all the interaction from the fans. For Todd DeVries, I'm Bill Enright. Thanks for listening to Football Nation. Headlines, stats, fantasy previews, and more right here on Football Nation.